Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am very excited to be here tonight and spend some time with you all. You know, it's it's really kind of funny. Um, I sit there, you know, when I'm getting stuff ready for the show, and I sit there and I'll think, you know, I, I like to come on and I like to visit with you guys a little bit and tell you what's going on with me or, you know, share something personal and, you know, just because it's kind of nice and it kind of lets me relax a little <laughs> before I start the show. Um, but I, I, we can't go anywhere. We can't go do anything, right? So I'm sitting here in my home studio and I'm racking my brain trying to think of something that I can just come and visit with you about, you know, the, the icebreaker of the show. I visit with you about something and I'm racking my brain and I can't think of anything and I can't think of anything and I'm putting everything together. And I'm looking out the window and I'm thinking, you know, okay, so um, it's it's getting to the end of the cherry blossom time. Maybe I could talk about that because my, my favorite seasons are winter and fall. I really love it when the trees are all naked and you can see the bones of things and the bird nests and, and stuff and, and be able to see all the things you're not supposed to see, right? And then summer spring and summer come and everything gets, gets all green and gets all cloistered in and and uh so I, I really like the the winter and fall and it's getting to be spring now and flowers are blooming and the cherry blossoms you know once the cherry blossoms are gone then that's full you know that's that's the end of my season is when the cherry blossoms go but every all winter long i hope for snow and i moved away from my snow where i lived we, we get snow and i'm in oregon and all we get is rain but I always hope there's going to be snow. Then springtime, this time of the spring, we get those crazy, crazy thunderstorms here. The only thunderstorms in, better than here are the ones that were in Colorado. Um, but I would, I'm, I'm watching the clouds every day. This is this is how desperate I am for some excitement. Is the point of this, right? So I sit there and I watch the clouds every single day, thinking, is that going to be a thunderstorm? Is that going to be a thunderstorm? Because we seriously get these crazy, crazy thunderstorms here in Oregon. And it's it's like dwarves are up in the sky playing nine pin in, in a giant, giant hundred lane alley. It's just the thunder is rolling right over the top of each other. There's there's no break in the sound. You know, you're completely surrounded by the flashes and the and the cracks and the static and the just the continuous rumble. There's nothing in the world like that. It's incredible. And I keep watching and thinking, is that going to be it? And I think, well, no, that's something stupid. Nobody wants to hear about me talk about that. So I'm not going to talk about that. And then I'm thinking about, um, oh, what was it? I mean, I haven't done anything. I've, I've watched every single nerd show on Netflix and Prime this week you know, about archaeology and, you know, lost places in the world and, the 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 uh, origins of man and and you know digging fossils under British castles and 
Now that's not exciting. Nobody wants to hear about that. It's not even an action movie. And then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting ready for what? And it's like all of a sudden, it's like, what am I forgetting to do? What am I forgetting to do? And my mother's face pops in my head. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I forgot to pee. Yeah, I said that out loud, in my out loud voice. But I've been sitting there I'm thinking, oh my God, I almost started the show without going to the bathroom. That would have been horrible. I would have been sitting here dancing in my chair for three hours because I can't just get up and take you guys to the bathroom with me, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh my God. It's so... And it's like, you know, I just picture my mother saying, well, you should have gone before we left the house. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh God, this is horrible. This sheltering in place. I need to get out. I need to take a vacation. I need to have something exciting to talk about because all of that crap, I'm not talking to you guys about any of it. It's just horrible. I don't know, you know, <sighs> anyway, so I don't know what to start the show out with. So we'll just go ahead and, and do something like, welcome to the speakeasy. If you would like to call in tonight, you can do so by dialing 646-595-3965, if you like to call in and read tonight. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, Shoot me a message. Probably the easiest way would be on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And I just realized that I say that wrong. I was looking up some stuff the other day. That's because I'm bored. Looking up some stuff the other day. Actually, I'm not bored at all. That's the problem. Too much unattended time. Um, but the, the, per, the correct Celtic pronunciation of my name is wrong. So... We'll share that with you guys later. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Who knew? Okay, so anyway, <laughs> if you'd like to put together a writer's workshop, shoot me a message, Nyla, Alicia, on Facebook. This can be uh, anything you want to put it together on. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. And the kind of the concept is we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. And and if you don't have, if you think, oh, gosh, that would be really fun. I'd love to do that, but I have no ideas. Just Google something. In fact, I was, oh, who was it? Oh my gosh. I'm not, now I'm not, was it Philip? No, was it George? It was one of the guys I don't even have it in front of me now. And I feel really bad. Oh my gosh. I've got to find it. I've got to find it because that would be bad. Um, but I was, I was looking at, um, I'm, I'm trying to scroll and, and think and talk at the same time. I don't know where it is. That's just silly. Okay. So anyway, I was looking at uh, a post from one of you guys on the home page of my Facebook thing, and it talked about a poetry contest that they came in third on, and they were, you know, most wonderfully, you know, talking about the people who were in the contest with them. And I know you, whoever this is, probably listening to me right now, just kind of laughing at my dumbness. But that's okay. What? I don't want to see that. I'm scrolling and trying to find it as I'm talking. But anyway, you know, talking about the, who won the contest and who put it on and and how cool it was writing that poetry form. And it was, uh, the poetry form was like, uh, it was called, um, oh, Christ, the shovel, something to do with shovel. I even wrote that down. See, that's how unprepared I was. It was because I didn't finish what I was doing and I ran to the bathroom instead. But anyway, it was this cool poetry form that they did. And uh, I was thinking, you know, even if you don't know, you know, what to do your workshop on, Google something. 
Google something fun that you could do, um, like the, the form that he's talking about that they wrote to for this contest that he did. You, know, you could say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a workshop on that form. And I'm going to learn it right along with everybody else. And we're just going to sit there and talk about it and, and, and do some examples and whatever it is. Whatever you want to put together, just let me know. We'll get it set up. These can be pre-recorded or they can be done live or a combination of both. I can pre-record them with you personally if you want like an introduction, a little interview at the beginning. And then I can just shut up and you can do your workshop part or we can you know go through it together if you needed me to. Uh, you can do these on your computer, pre-record them on your computer and send me the MP3 file. We can play the file at the beginning of the show and then come on live after that so that we can take questions or you can talk to people and answer questions or whatever. Whatever you want to put together, uh, that would be awesomeness. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you want to do. Next thing I want to do is I want to thank our sponsors, and this is really important because all of these people, especially during these crazy times right now, stepped up the plate, reached into their pocket, and helped us cover our 2020 broadcasting license uh, for the year of 2020. And uh, I really appreciate it, and I know that we all do. We've been here. This is going on our 14th year that I've been uh, sharing poetry with you guys and hanging out with you like this 10 years now and you know it's just it's an amazing community it means a lot to me that during these times you guys stepped up the plate and helped me take care of this broadcasting license for the year and I know that I don't you know not just from me though you have no idea no idea the magnitude of what those gifts mean um, but on behalf of everybody here at the speakeasy I just want to tell you thank you and so I'm going to list those sponsors off because I think that's important. I think it's important to show them the recognition. So sponsors for our 2020 broadcasting season, Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, and Richard Ward. Oh, and Colm Kennedy Home. Thank all of you for helping us with that license this year. We appreciate you. Hugs, hugs, hugs. All right, next thing. I'm going to go over your, I hope you guys can hear me okay. I'd really be terrible because this, you know, this whole, I'm really trying to get this sound thing set up here correctly on at, at, um, this So because this is completely different than the way I'm normally used to broadcasting with you guys. And uh, going, trying to figure out how exactly to get, get this to sound okay. So let me know that everything's going all right. You can hear me and everything, and I sound okay. All right. So uh, I want to do your exercises, your writing prompts. And if you are ever sitting there one night and you're wondering, you know, what should I work on? You can tune into the first 15 minutes of any of our shows and listen, and you will get some journal assignments, some writing exercises, some prompts, all kinds of fun stuff, and you can just go off and running. Please pull out your notebooks. It's really important. You know, your journal exercises that I'm going to give you first, I these handwritten in a book. And it's a way, you know, just keep it handy. Keep it handy on your desk or wherever you are on the car pullover. Don't write while you're driving like I do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just, just keep a, a pen and paper handy so you can jot these things down. Um, some of the things I don't care if you do on the computers, but your journal assignments especially. 
So anyway, pull out your notebook so you have them handy. You can write down these as we go along. If you happen to miss anything or I get lost on a tangent and chasing squirrels and lose you, no worries. You can come listen to the podcast of this after the show is over and start and stop and write down the the, uh, prompts to your heart's content. So the first one, your journal assignment, I gave you one for the year, and that is to write a haiku every single day. A haiku is a three-line poem, 17 syllables, 575. I want you to walk through your day, and every single day find something worth 17 syllables. The writer is to write. So if you set a small task like that, I mean, think about it. All dang day long, you're out there adulting and doing big people stuff and being responsible. You know, there's got to be something out there worth 17 syllables of your creative mind in a day. And even if it's only 16, I don't care, write it down. You should always have that notebook with you, remember? You know, you can always go back and turn it into a haiku later. You know, if you've got a, 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 a little snippet, a, a poetry hiccup, write it down and turn it into that haiku later. If you do this for 365 days, a year starting from today, the end of the year, you're going to have 365 haiku poems. And I bet you will be able to pick anywhere between 30 and 60 of those, 32 actually, and 60 of those. And you'll have a haiku poetry book ready to put together and publish. And if any of you do that, let me know, and I will do your cut. If you guys do your haiku journal assignment for the year, and at the end of that year for you, you have between 32 and 60 haiku poems and want to put a book out, let me know, and I will do your cover art free. I will do your cover design free. And if you guys haven't seen any of those that I've done, you can find them over on my Facebook page or an album with them or something like that. But yeah, just think about that. I mean, easy. One day at a time, 17 syllables, a, a hiccup burp, whatever. That's it. And you're, and you're, yeah. So do that. It's a good thing. Every single day, write one little thing. All right. For your week, I give you a weekly journal assignment. And again, this should be handwritten in your notebook journal spiral, whatever it is. The other ones, if you insist on doing them with something backlit, that's fine. I'm kind of an old-fashioned girl. I still write with a quill and a, an ink pen, a dip pen and uh, ink, and you know, or I write in my journal with an ink pen. I never use a pencil because a pencil can be erased. If I'm sitting there and writing in my journal, I'll write, and if I think all of a sudden I don't want to write that, I'll put one line through the sentence, and I'll go pick up with my new idea. And I'll write, no, wait a minute, I don't like that either. I want to go back to what was beginning. So I put one line through that so I can still read it, but there's a line through it. And I pick up with that idea. And I just keep writing until I'm done. And then I go back and sort it out all later. All right. I don't want to erase something because what if I need to go back to it? So I always write in pen. I always write in my journals. And, you know, you can sit there and I'll have a a poem. There's 16 pages in my journal of writing a three-line poem. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, album on my Facebook page with pages from my journals in them too. If you don't believe me, I also write I also write poetry on my uh, bathroom wall, shower stall wall. Yep. Anyway, that needs some more information than you need to know. So your journal assignment. Point is, paper, pen in your hand. Fill that drag of the the pen across the paper and 
the slide of the paper under your hand. It's good for you. It makes you write differently. It makes you think differently. So for the week, your journal assignment is, and this is just one-on-one -on -one time with your brain. It's free writing. You don't, no one's ever going to see this. This is, you know, not for popular consumption. It's just for you, you and your brain and your muses to, to make messy. What I want you to do is start your rambling off a sentence. And I want you to write the sentence at the top of your journal page. And then go to that sentence. And if you pre-write it down, then, then uh, you know, go back and read it. If you're writing it down for the first time, then you just keep going. But I want you to write this sentence down and then just follow the thought wherever it goes. I don't care, you know, if at the end you're ending up, end up, you know, making a list of all the NASCAR drivers that you know. It, it isn't meant to be a coherent, he's Peter, it's not supposed to make sense. It's just supposed to be rambles. That's why I call it rambling, like I do right now, right? So write the sentence at the top of the page and then take the thought and just keep writing for at least 10 minutes. Right? And so this is a weekly exercise. You don't, this is the haikus every day. This is your, you have to do this week. I would prefer that you did free writing every single day. That's, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there and saying it. You should be doing free writing every single day. That's kind of why, you know, I, some of you, I know that we don't all do that. That's why I figured if I start you off a haiku, three lines, 17 syllables, that'll get you in the habit of writing something little every day. Then I'm going to push you into the big stuff next year. <laughs> oh, no. Did I just tell you guys that? You forget, you, you, what, or no, we'll forget it by then. You guys won't remember. Forget I said anything. So write the line down. And start writing, follow the thought wherever it takes you, and write for at least 10 minutes, anything that comes to mind. So the sentence that I'm going to give you, this, this right now what I'm doing instead of making these up is I'm giving you the first lines out of some of the greatest novels ever written. So you're going to take this line, write it down, but it's, it's, it's the first line out of a novel, one of the best novels ever written. The line I want you to write down, and this one's kind of a long one, but it's a good one. So it is, whether I shall turn out to be the hero on life, whether that's, or whether that station will be held by anybody else, these pages must show. Once again, the sentence is, and like I said, you can come back and listen to the archives and write this down if you don't get it all right now. So the line is, whether I shall turn out to be the hero of my own life or whether that station will be held by anybody else, these pages must show. And that is the first line out of David Copperfield, written in 1850 by Charles Dickens. There's a show on Netflix, by the way, speaking of Netflix, it's called Dickensation or something like where they've taken a whole bunch of different characters out of Charles Dickens' stories, like Scrooge and and uh, out of David Copperfield's one of them. Uh, Dorian Gray is going to be one of them. But, and have created this show, this, this movie, or this, this series, where all these people are in it. Their stories are all playing out, but their lives are also intermingling. It's, it's really crazy good. It's, it's really awesome. I think that it's brilliant, actually, if you want to know the truth. And so you guys, you know, especially as writers, I really enjoy things that play tribute to and, you know, are about writers. So you should, guys should check that out. 
on Netflix, I think it is, Dickens. I'll find it. I'll put the link on my page for it. when we're done. I should have had that. But I know I was going to talk about it so well. Next thing I'm going to give you is your writing exercise. Now, where writing assignment, your journal assignment, is meant one-on-one time with your brain. It doesn't matter what you write because no one's ever going to see it but you. It's meant to make you comfortable, relax, one-on-one. But no. Writing exercises are different. They're exactly what it sounds like. It's an exercise. It's meant to pump you up. It's meant to push you. It's meant to make those muscles burn, your brain stretch. It's, it's meant to build a stronger you. You know, so it's, you're supposed to be sweating. Get your little head, you know, your, what's your face? Xanadu girl. I forget her. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Get that little headband on she, does, she wears when she sings, gets physical. It's before my time. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I remember the Grease movie. Um, just it's, it's meant to push you outside your comfort zone and make you write about things that you don't normally write about or write about them in a way that you normally wouldn't write about them. Think about it in a direction you normally wouldn't think. All right. So give you, with that said, your writing exercise. A writing exercise isn't always about writing when I give them to you because writing is the end, the actual physical act of writing is the end result of being a poet. The the writing of letters, the, the putting of letters to paper is not what makes you a poet. Those things come in your brain. Those things develop, hatch, grow, fly, swim inside your brain long before they ever make it to paper. So exercise isn't always about putting something down on paper. Sometimes it's about doing something. Doing something that's going to activate your brain so it will stimulate you to write something on paper. <laughs> All right. So the what I've done for the year, I've, I really want you to kind of keep this in a, a, you know, a forethought throughout the entire throughout the entire year. I really think it's something important that you need to remember to do. And so the writing exercise I gave you for the year is I want you every single week, I want you to do something that surprises yourself or do something new that you've not done before or, you know, wear a color you never wore. I don't care if it's wearing a color you've never worn. Like I hate the color yellow. So, you know, what if one day I bright yellow shirt or bright yellow, one of those bright yellow lady suits like the Mary Kay ladies wear, but instead of pink, just bright yellow. And and went throughout my day wearing wearing that and knowing how bad I hate the color yellow, how would that make me feel? How self-conscious would I be? What kind of, would I, would I you know, think about if I did that, Later on, I would be able to draw on those emotions of being uncomfortable, of, you know, what kind of mood it put me in. I would ha- all have all of that in reflection. And that's just going to help whatever I'm writing about come out in a stronger, more tangible, more emotional way, I guess is a way to put it. So you have to do things. I mean, go out. You can't write about life if you're not out making messy in the adventure of living it is my point. So do something different. Do something exciting. I don't care if it's only for 15 minutes every single week. If you're there at Sunday night and it's, it's, it's 1140 and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything yet. And it's at the end of the week. Go stand outside in the middle of the road in your pajamas barefoot for 10 minutes. 
It doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be done. So go explore, play, discover. Make messies. So now you're writing exercise for the week, doing writing to scenarios. I want you to kind of climb out of your brain. And all of these things are really to push you, push you to become a stronger writer. I don't want to say a better writer because right now all of us are the very best writer we can be. But if we push ourselves, if we nurture ourselves, we can become a different kind of writer, a stronger writer. I want you guys to think about the fact that, you know, like I talked about above, it isn't the letters that you put on the paper. It's living and developing those ideas, getting that, those things in your brain, you know, input to have output. I want you to remember that you're not just a poet. Poetry is something you're comfortable doing, and it's what you do in, as a result of that. You are not just a writer. You are a creative being. You know, if you couldn't write, you'd be doing something else. Trust me, if you walked around my house for five minutes, you'd find out how many different something else's you'd be doing. You know, you, you, if you weren't a writer, you'd do something. So I want you to, in order to become a better writer, you have to let your brain explore. You have to let it play. You have to let it push you. You have to let it run or pull you, for a matter, as a matter of fact. You know, so you just have to have that time where you don't put that mental pressure on yourself every single time that you sit down and say, I have to write a poem, because you don't. You can sit down and do what I'm going to have you do right now, and next week you can sit down and reread it and pull a poem out of it. But you'd never have pulled that poem out of it if you didn't do it first, if you don't do these exercises and do things to to find the surprising, the creative. This is how you develop a unique voice. You know, every time Rod Stewart comes on the radio, there's no question who Rod Stewart is. You know, knowing knowing that that's a Rod Stewart song. And I got one of the best compliments one time when I was doing a, there was a uh, uh, black, white, and gray photo competition in Kaiser, Oregon a few years back that I entered. And the guy that was taken, took me down there uh, and showed me where it was and, and helped me get my stuff inside and everything like that is a photographer as well. And he told me, he said, you know, you could line a hundred of these photos up in front of me. If I didn't know what photograph was yours, I would be able to pick it out because there's a style to my photography, he said. And that made me feel really good. I, you know, I would never sit there and say, oh, thank you. I've, I've got my own style. But he said it, and, and I know that it's true. I know that I look at things differently. I know my photography is a little bit different. But hearing someone else say that really, really made me feel good. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with, you know, doing things, you know, you're, you're never going to find that unique voice if you don't push yourself. You just, you just won't. It's important. You always need to be growing. You always need to be feeding yourself something. Your scenario I'm going to give you is more along the lines of story writing or narratives, you know, just anything but a poem. I don't want you to write a poem. I just want you to take the scenario and write whatever you write. You know, where it's not free writing, I want a little more thought put into it than that. I also don't want you to overthink it because this is just 
you know, time to let your brain explore something fun and have fun with it. You know, it's not supposed to be a chore. You'll be surprised some of the stuff you find when you do this. So the scenario I would like you to write to this week is I want you to write a story where two people who thought they were the last people left on earth end up meeting by chance. So write a story where two people who thought they were the last people left on earth end up meeting by chance. Thinking a lot about this virus stuff that's going on and, you know, knowing I'm such a history geek and nerd, you know, stuff like when these things have happened before, you know, influenza and third of the world's population was knocked out. Um, you know, it really makes me think about that. You know, what the what ifs. I'm always thinking what ifs. I, I, I have one idea, but then it turns into a kaleidoscope. And I talked to you about that. And we're talking about that a lot tonight, having that happen. Um, but I want you to think about, think about it before you start writing. And when you write down a scenario, like if I have a scenario like this, and this is exactly what I'm, in fact, I'll, t- I'll just go through it. So, again, write a story where two people who thought they were the last people on earth end up meeting each other by chance. And so when I did that as examples, I wrote down, I started just immediately started writing. Where do they meet? How do they meet? Each of them en- endure separately to make it to where they get to, to, to their, that meeting. Um, what is it like when they see each other? What happens? How old are they? You know, is one really young and one really old? Are they the same sex? Are they, you know, just two complete opposites? Are they the same? You know, think of all of those things. Write those things down. And then, you know, who are the two people? You know, who? what's their backstory? Who are they? Make them real emotionally. Um is it is it you and someone else, or are you going to use two make made up characters? You know, think about it. Switch up. Give yourself a bunch of ideas. Write down a bunch of different types of people it could be. You know, what happens if it ends up being someone that you actually knew? Like, what if it was my ex husband? And I realized that he and I were the last two people on earth. I would be much more Lilith than Eve. Trust me. <laughs> Um, you know, what if they knew you were are complete strangers or completely different, you know, nationalities, they can't speak. What are all the things? You know, why are they the last two? How are they living? Are there animals, bugs, birds? How are they surviving? You know, is everything just quiet and empty or is it, are there still dangers? Could there be more people out there? Now what? What happens now that they met? All those things you have to think of. I've got this thing to write about, but there's all those things you have to think of before you actually start writing. And if you write these down, all the questions you have, you write them down, then you can start writing answers by them. And somewhere in there, you're going to find something that grabs you and just makes you run with it. So, you know, this, like I said, this is something we can do with any writing topic that we're looking at or an idea or a prompt. You know, just like when I, I talk about doing this when we do our pick apart or prompt exercises. But I swear if you do something like this, you know, it allows you to perhaps no, actually no, not perhaps, it absolutely allows you 
to write in incredible directions on topics that you would normally wouldn't even write about, write on in ways you would never write on. It's going to help you develop your own unique Rod Stewart voice. I love Rod Stewart. You know who I've been really missing lately is Tom Petty. And I cannot tell you why. And I, just, I mentioned that a couple of weeks. I have Tom Petty on the brain. It's crazy. I don't know why. Maybe I'm going to have to listen to his music. Maybe there's a message, something in there. Somebody with some crystals is going to send me a message saying it's a cosmos because Mercury's in retrograde and that there's 17 moons in Venus this week and you must go listen to Tom Petty all week long and find the secret embedded message that's going to change your life forever. That's going to happen. I know it is. So anyway, have fun with this. Once again, write a story to people who thought they were the last people on Earth, end up meeting by chance, have fun with it. We're going to do next, speaking of, we are going to do your pick apart a prompt. This is exercise number two. Now, when we do this, kind of like we were talking about earlier, I really want to remind you how to look at the world through a thousand eyes. You know, see every prism of, a, of an idea as you turn it over in your mind. And just like we just talked about, what I would like you to do is I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page and then start a list of all the different thoughts, ideas, or directions you could take that prompt. So like the one above where you're, okay, you've got this thing, this specific thing they met by chance of the last two people on earth, you know, that brings up a lot of questions. But with a prompt, it's completely different. Because you can take that in any direction you want. It can be a metaphor for something. It can be whatever. All right. So I want you to I want you to realize that what you do with a prompt or an idea before you write is more important than what you write. Because doing that is going to make what you write even better. Write the prompt at the top of the page. And then I want you to start that list, all the different ideas and directions you could take the prompt, all the things that could be a metaphor for, you know, instead of making it one thing, think about all the things it could become. So the prompt is, pick apart a prompt is, Thunder, you can tell you can tell I was thinking this is from me trying to figure out what I was gonna to talk to you about at the beginning of the show. So anyway, the pick apart of prompt is thunder rolling. Thunder rolling. What are all the things that that could stand for? Instead of, you know, not just literally, but what things could it presentation of an emotion, a person? You know, who is thunder rolling? So have fun with that. Pick a part of prompt. Write down all the ideas. And you're, this is just to write down the ideas, but you will end up finding something that's going to make you write if you do this. All right. Now, prompts. Now that I've taken you completely away from writing poetry, the prompts are meant to bring you right back into it because that is your preferred method of of communication. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to think of something poetic. <laughs> Uh, that is your preferred voice, um, tended to turn into palms. So with that said, they're kind of like seeds being planted. They're meant to grow into palms. The The prompts can be uh, the title of, it can be a line in, or the general concept of the palm. But it does have to generate a palm. There's three of them, so number your papers one through three. The first poetry prompt is, the seventh gate. That's number seven. 
the seventh gate. Number two, he howls without. That's howling like a werewolf. He howls without. Who does? Howls how? What is he without? I don't know. These are all good questions. He howls without. Number three, submitting to the wind. I really like this one. Submitting to the wind. And the one that I keep repeating every week because I absolutely love it, so I think we're going to keep a fourth one, but it's going to be the same all month long. It's going to be whichever one I pick that's my favorite for the month. But the things the fairies, things the fairies stole. Things the fairies stole. That's going to be your prompt for the month. Things what? What what they do that for? Things the fairies stole. Next and lastly, it's that's my line borrowed poetry prompt. So as you guys are reading tonight, I'm going to hear somebody say something that's really going to catch my attention. It's going to be a, it's a line that I think is just great. And I'm going to write it down. And next week, the that's my line borrowed poetry prompt could be a line out of your poem. And you never know who I'm going to get. <laughs> so just be aware. There were two last week that I wrote down that I absolutely loved, and I could not choose between them. So you're going to get two tonight. Brother O was on last week and read a poem, and he had a line in there that is, new normal way of life. And that really kind of struck a nerve in me. It was a movie, it was a, a poem about what's going on in the world right now. But that line, you know, normal, we have a new normal. What's normal right now may not always be normal. So I just thought that was really relevant. I thought it was a really cool, cool line. And because it grabbed me like that, I wanted to Use that as one of my borrowed poetry prompts for the night. So that's Brother O, and the line is, new normal way of life. New normal way of life. The other one that I chose was by Soldier Blue. And I had several of his written down. I've, in fact, I should photograph this sometime and throw it online so you can see. Because I'll have a list of like 20 lines, and then I have to go through them and pick one. But you can see all the lines of your guys' that I write down. But I really liked this one, I guess, maybe because I related to it. And, and again, it's one that really did me to want to write something to it. And as I said, it was by Soldier Blue. And the line is, everything returns to smoke. Everything returns to smoke. That's my line borrowed poetry prompt. Brother O, new normal way of life. Soldier Blue, everything returns to smoke. All right, guys, that's all of your writing assignments and exercises and prompts for the week. If you did not get everything, remember you can come back and listen to the first 15 minutes of the archive and grab any of those and write to them. If you happen to write something and you want to share it, even if it's one of the short stories, I would love to hear one of your stories if you write a story to one of these. So, yeah, that's it. That's all of them. If you didn't get them, Come back, listen to the archives, write them down. You'll be good to go. All right, the next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to play an audio track. I always start and end every episode with an audio track, and sometimes we actually have time to get a couple in uh, during the show. Sometimes not, but we always start and end at one. The track, if you, by the way, if you're a recording artist and you'd like to have your track played on the air, you can email those to me to the, T-H-E, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. 
thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put audio track MP3 file, something like that in the subject line, and we can get it uploaded to the show's library and play it. The piece that I am going to play tonight is by Written in Pain called Table for Two. And I've really been thinking about him a lot lately. Really kind of missing him. I haven't heard from him in a while. But so I figured I'd play a, a piece by his of his and share it with you and kind of see if maybe we can poke him. He's good, was going to do a workshop for you guys with us. So kind of see where maybe see where he's at on that. But this is written in pain table for two. Love's losers often choose to abuse themselves. So our gorge on every fish of the sea, flavored with the spices of life's variety. So there was nothing left to ingest. How soon a man can die from a diet of flesh consumed. Lust is a drug rush. It hurt me to cold turkey, but now I was free to see she that found me worthy. If she would give me a shot, I'd swear I'd hang up that jersey. I mean, have you ever seen a woman before that made you feel as if you've never ever seen a woman before? Written in Pain. Maybe we'll hear from him tonight. That would be pretty cool. Um, 
yeah, check him out. He's got some amazing things out there. So I'm going to next let you know what comes next. If you would like to call in and share and read tonight on the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, you can do so by calling 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please, this is vitally important. Make sure that you introduce yourself. There may be, everybody on here tonight might know who you are 10 years from now, 10 millennia from now. Someone could come across this and have no clue. So you want to make sure that people know who's reading and you never, never, never want to send your work out there without your name attached. So, you know, basically you are verbally publishing your poem tonight. So don't send it out there without your name. Vitally important. Introduce yourself. Hi, this is me. This is my poem. We do have kind of full lines tonight, so I'm going to let you start out doing two poems, but don't make them long ones. So you can do one normal length poem or two shorter poems, and I leave that up to your discretion. You know what I'm talking about, so don't read two epic poems. You know, you know what I mean. So, yeah, one regular poem, two shorter poems, up to you. And then when you are done reading, if that changes, if the lines get too busy and I have to cut that back to one, we'll do it at that time. If that happens to happen on your call, please forgive me. Um, but, yeah, if the lines get too busy, at some point I may need to cut you back down to one. But right now, one normal one or two shorter ones, you'll be good to go. When you are done reading, Please make sure that you share your URL. It is vitally important, again, that people know how to come find you, that someone could read, you know, hear you read something tonight, and it's like, oh, my God, that changed my life. I have to get a hold of that poet and tell him, blah, 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 and they have no clue how to get a hold of you, right? And, the, and you said your name, but there's 16 different spellings of that, and because you're a poet, you spell it weird anyway, right? Or the name you go by on the show isn't your government name so they can't find you on Facebook you know so yeah tell people how to find you that's important next thing please remember we have a mature rating so you're bound to hear just about anything with the exception of hardcore erotica no adult porn poems no bumping body parts no tab a into slot b other than that you're good to go I want to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up and that is again our first caller is 731 followed by 540 and then two Five, two. Let me take a look down at the bottom. Oh, everybody's in the queue. I don't have to remind everybody to press anyone to press one tonight. This is awesome. All right, let's go ahead and grab seven three one. You are on the air. Hi, Nala. This is Michael Todd calling you from West Tennessee. <laughs> How are you? I am awesome. How are you doing, Michael? I was just thinking about you the other day. Um, I because we share music videos. And I wasn't at the computer. I was on my phone. And I don't know how to do that from my phone. But there's this guy's these songs that I absolutely love, remakes of songs. And he did one that was incredible. And I wanted to share that video with you. So I'm glad you called in to remind me to do that. I'm making a note on paper right now so I don't forget Michael's video. Because I want to share it with you. I love, I love when you send me music videos. I love it when you That's do that, great. too. That's just kind of our, our, a special thing between us, isn't it? It's been that way for a That's long good. time. That's good. That's a great thing. The music on Facebook's great. Facebook's wonderful. Sometimes Facebook frustrates me though. Like, uh, let me tell let me tell you about Amelia Ann. Okay, 
Okay. This one I get my videotape in the mail. I get it loaded on my laptop. Amelia Ann posts on her Facebook site that she does not want anyone to post a video on her page or her messenger mail. I mean, what's up with that? Do I have cooties or something? The video is just a bunch of still photos from ancient times back in the 1960s and 70s. The process calls for the pictures to be laid out, and each one gets videoed from all available angles in hopes one or two will get sufficient light and minimal glare. Amelia Ann is my cousin. We used to travel once a year to their house in Kentucky during summer vacation. I remember they had chickens in their yard and grew tomatoes that were green on the outside and red on the inside. When the kids got put to bed, it was on a fold-out rollaway bed in the center of the living room. When Amelia Ann would start to fall asleep, she'd mumble. This one time, she was probably seven years old, I tried to get her in a conversation while she was drifting off to dream. All I understood from her was, my house is haunted. I live in a haunted house. I never questioned her about that claim, but when I got these pictures from another relative, the ones I had converted to the video, I saw several pictures were of Amelia and then a couple, she had a worried look on her face. Uh, maybe the sun was in her eyes or she had a toothache. I don't know. I suppose I could make her a hard cut. There's probably a way to put music on the video. What kind of music goes on such a video? Memphis blues or Kentucky bluegrass? I could probably make still frames of myself. Best to get one of my grandkids to help. Maybe we could colorize some of them. That might be as fun as colorizing Easter eggs, which we missed this last time around. On second thought, I'm just going to send them to her Facebook messenger. I don't have cooties, and her pictures are not haunted. That's just crazy sleep talk. Hey, did you know that, that this is National Poetry Month? I did know that. Did you know that there was a National Poetry Day in the month called April 21st? Did you know that? <laughs> did you know it's I called Poem that. in Your Pocket Day? Did you did, oh, did you have a poem in your pocket on April 21st, Nyla? I always have. I always carry my journal with me, so I always have a poem in my purse. Well, I carry a poem in my pocket every April 21st, and this year, Nobody asked me if I had a poem from my pocket because, quite frankly, there was nobody out walking around. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things that I do during National Poetry Month is I make these rocks and I cut out poems and I put the rocks on them and I go hide the rocks. You know, the whole rock thing. Fine. Yeah. 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 Rock that poem. I I think it's a pretty clever name. Um, But I do that every year for Poetry Month. And I will make little scrolls and put ribbons around them and leave poems just randomly laying around. Didn't do that this year. You know, if, some, if somebody randomly set something on my doorstep or, or something like that, or I, I just, people are touching nothing. They're looking at nothing. They don't, you know, my girlfriend had a birthday and I was going to send her a necklace and, and, uh, asked for her address. And she said, don't send me nothing. <laughs> Well, well, so yeah, no, nobody out and about, huh? No, I still had it though. You, you know what kind of poem it is? What, what is kind it? of thing it is? It's a sonnet. Sonnet. I was gonna say just as soon as you asked me that, and as soon as I said the words, I knew. <laughs> I'll tell it to you. 
Poem for Your Pocket, Sonnet by Michael Todd. The Academy of Poets, local, has generously endowed us a task. Sharing is the key tenant here, focal. And what is this task, in case you might ask? Tote a poem around in your pocket. If pressed to perform, here's what you do. Take it out. Be careful not to drop it. Sound it out loud and proud when put on cue. National poem in your pocket day, taking America by storm, a test. If opportunity knocks, don't delay. Though average will suffice, do your best. Feel free to share my poem on this day, and then turn around and calmly walk away. That's all. (laughs) And you didn't get to give it to anybody. No, 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 you got it, you got it. I'll, I'll okay, frame it and put it on my office wall. I want to be the one that gets your poem in the pocket. Great, well, uh, the thought of being in your pocket makes me happy, right? Anyway, <laughs> hey, that's not what I called for was that. I got pulled over. Here, here's my poem real quick. We'll take the 17 seconds to read. This is really what I called for. This is called Water. And I wrote it for Piper Ellie because she lives out in Los Angeles and, and something happened that I don't know. Anyway, water. Water follows a route of least resistance, but only because that is its chosen path or selects an uphill scale with grievance should situations occur to incur its wrath. Info. Yeah, the whole thing for me is a whole uh, geography. The whole. I've been watching too many many documentaries on on land mass formations lately, I think. (laughs) You posted that where? I posted on Facebook on on her page. I put it on my page too. And there's a picture right there of the Los Angeles River with all Los Angeles in the background. And the Los Angeles River is made of concrete and it's basically a ditch you can walk across. But it it fit the narrative. So there. Okay. I love it. I'm going to email Great job, you Michael. Thanks, Nala. You're welcome. Thanks. And uh, happy May Day. And uh, by the time I see you next week, we will have already had Cinco de Mayo. I bet we're going to celebrate our asses off of that one too, aren't we? <sighs> <laughs> I'll make. I'm. Yeah. I will. My. I will. We should. You know, it doesn't take me much to celebrate. I don't even need anything to celebrate. I don't do well at unattended. I get into all kinds of mischief. Really? So I could have a single really? mile here for no reason at all on a Wednesday. Okay. You have one, and I'll have one, and we'll text each other during our single of the miles. How's that? <laughs> all right. All right. Well, it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. And y'all have a fantastic evening. And, and just like that. Hasta la vista, baby. I am, as we speak, sending you my address. I'm serious about sending me that poem. Okay. Like like physically send it handwritten or typed out or whatever you do. I'll handwrite it for you. How's that? That's perfect. And I will hang it on my office wall. Okay. Show me <laughs> bye. Bye, sweetie. We'll see you later. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you, honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye.
in my pocket. Pockets are amazing things. Next caller. 540. 540, you are on the air. Hey, this is Phil Church down in Virginia. Hello, my little wood booger. <laughs> I don't know about Weddle, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I'm I'm a, a wood booger. You know, I uh, gave one of my uh, uh, books. There's this wonderful young man at the uh, grocery store uh, shop at. You know, I have to use one of those little electric buggies, all this stuff. And he will mm-hmm. always come running when he sees me so that he can unload my groceries for me. He opens my door for me, calls me sir, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so I had some of my books where I'd gone to a reading back in February. So I, I gave him one, signed it to him, because he wouldn't take a tip. He said they can't take a tip. So uh, I went back uh, just the other day. And uh, same thing, I, I, I get ready to load, load all these groceries. Well, here he come running. And the first words out of his mouth was, hey, there's the wood booger. I thought, <laughs> 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 that is amazing that he's actually read all of my poems, you know, and come up with and wood booger. And chose, <laughs> chose that as the co- See, it's just such a term of endearment for me now. Well, there's a whole industry based on it over in southwest Virginia around Wise County and all, or they call Bigfoot wood boogers, and they had several mm-hmm. wood booger sites. So now you got, like, the wood booger convenience store and all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, well, what can you do? But, uh, you know, uh, this uh, whew, this uh, quarantine stuff can really get to some people. I'm not one of them. Now, I do think... I'm pretty sure I got three cats, and I think they're plotting against me. But uh, <laughs> you know, I used to have a dog, but I put spot remover on him, and he disappeared. <laughs> you know what's uh, scary uh, about cats? I'm definitely a cat person, much more than a dog person. Oh, me too. But I have a new dog. My son gave me a dog, and I'm learning to be a dog person, right? But right. One of the things that really make me like her when I think about it is all this stuff's going on. You know, I could catch this virus and they die and they not find my body for two weeks, right? Because I never go out and do anything right now. Your cats will eat you where your dog will not. Did you know that? that. Yeah. Yep. Cats, they don't give a fuck. Look, oh, look, she fell over. Food. (laughs) Well, the thing about it is, and I I was telling one of my cats this the other day, she was looking at me and, but there was kind of a strange look and making her chop. I said, you know, you might be my last meal. Put <laughs> 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 that in your kibbles and smoke it, kitty. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, you oh. know, you were talking, uh, you know, earlier in about the last two people on Earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, but and for anyone else listening, if you're not familiar, I can recommend one of the best science fiction movies I think ever made and it was kind of a low budget uh, deal made in New Zealand in 1985 called The Quiet Earth and it's it's kind of about you know the last couple of people uh, on the face of the planet but uh, it's got a lot of twists and turns in it and the final scene of the movie is just uh it's become iconic, you know, in science fiction. So the quiet earth, if you ever get a chance to, 
to see that, I can highly, highly recommend it. All right, everybody, that's your assignment. Remember, you have to have input yeah. in order to have output. That's right. Now, it's <laughs> got a little nudity in the very beginning, things like that, but, you know, nothing, you know, it's R-rated. So, all right, <laughs> I'm just going to do this one, uh, this one poem. And, uh, of course, one of the things that I take liberty of doing is I will actually use parts of poems in, in in other poems and you know it kind of a I, I mash them up sometimes so uh part of this poem is uh from uh, another previous poem but uh it's a little bit of what i call uh, verbal gymnastics so uh, here we go it's called ascension whence came i and whither go i what could either sage or poet know of the bowels from which we've grown by or the oblivious prospect into which we go? Do we play measures in some divine symphony? Are we a melody or merely a note in the song likened to a myriad echoes lost in cacophony as forlorn amnesiacs who feel they never belong? Whatever the station causing you condemnation, trust me, I've visited that location of damnation. From such a sad dimension, one can find abstention, so pay attention to how one really gains ascension. If your life seems darkly ashen due to sin's ration, then you must refashion self-pity into compassion. And as an ascender for others' needs, be a contender. For you engender God's blessing by such a surrender. For all care splendidly, take mind off self professedly, live daily for others sacredly, and you will live blessedly. In poem. That was so clever. I mean, the whole thing was so melodical, but it's so clever the way you used not just the. Uh, not rhyming words, but words that had sound rhymes with with the same syllable, the syllable. Um, just listening to that whole thing, it, you was able to pick it up really quickly that you were doing that, and it made it so fun. And I was grinning the entire time that you were reading it because it was just awesome. So that was amazing. Oh, well, thank you very much. I told you it was some verbal gymnastics in there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love. Uh, you know, and, and it's kind of interesting. There's things that I think a lot of poets hate that I really kind of, you know, get a kick out of, like uh, doing midline rhyming and uh, 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 that sort of thing. And um, probably would have made a fair rapper, you know, in a different life. <laughs> Oh, well, I haven't heard of many 60-year-old hillbilly rappers. <laughs> you can be anything you want to be. <laughs> There's always well, a first to something. That's you know, when, true. When you were, you... When, I have Go to ahead. share this with you real quick. I'm, I'm losing the thought. I'm so sorry I interrupted you. Um, but uh-huh. the, the whole time that you were reading that poem, I was thinking about, because I hear, I, I see the videos. And it's so funny because you do videos to your poems. 
but I, I see yeah. them when you're doing them. And I really wish that you could find someone who had the technology to be able to do this. But you know, you know those books where they have, if you flip through the pages, it looks like stop animation, the picture changes and, you know, the, the little dot moves around the paper, the bird flaps its wings as you, as you flip through the pages. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking uh -huh. about? So no, if you can find someone around, who could yeah. do something like that. I was picturing a little stick man, right? Yeah, yeah. Running through and doing different Olympic exercises, gymnastic type things, going over a vaulting horse, walking along a parallel bar, or, you know, uh, doing a, um, the mat routine. I'm picturing all these gymnastics, but the things like the parallel bars, they're all letters because you're using letters ah. in your poetry. So, you know, he's, he's doing the, the high jump over the letter H type of thing. Yeah, I kind of like know. that. You know, there is a video. Uh, I never did a video to this particular poem. I, and I actually, I had forgotten that I had written this. Uh, until, you know, before the show, of course, I was going through all of my files to find something to read tonight. And uh, so I thought I thought that would be kind of neat. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, it works well, you know, uh, audibly, but I've never, I, I wouldn't even know how to begin putting it, making it into a video. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll take that as some inspiration. We'll see what happens. You know, put a, put a message out in your group and stuff and see if anybody knows how to make, you know, stick drawing animation videos. And do a collaboration. Let them do that part, that creative part of it, while you do the wording. Well, I might even just do the animation myself. I, you know, I have a lot of time. Not on my like hands you don't have. Days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, alrighty, I'm going to get off of here and give someone else a chance. But my name is Philip Church. You can find me on Facebook. Please feel free to send me a friend request. And if you're interested in any of my. Uh, books that I've written. I don't just do poetry. I do some spooky history, things like that. It's Philip with one L, Kent, K-E-N-T, Church. And just search for me on Amazon and you will hopefully find me. And with that, I'm going to uh, uh, bid y'all farewell and hopefully I'll see you next week. All right, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Thank you, Philip. Oh, you're welcome, as always. It's it's, uh, it's it's a blessing to be able to do this, so I appreciate it. Thank you, sweetheart. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, love. Talk to you then. Bye-bye, <laughs> folks. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 252. 252, you are on the air. Nyla, how's it going? Hey, sweetie. How are you? This is doing well. This is Quaid here. It is Quaid. I do want to say this. I want to uh, thank you for your the exercises and the prompts that you have. It just kind of like uh, it opens the mind a little bit to like all the kind of like artistic receptors that we have that we don't mm -hmm. use or at least I don't use. So it's really cool because I, 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 you know, as as someone who does write, I kind of think of it like I need to go out and get life experience in like a big way for me to have something to put back out. But, uh -huh. I mean, like you said, just, like, go out and stand barefoot in the middle of the street and, and you know, just kind of take little things and try to, you know, um, experience life in those little, little little ways with those little changes. That's incredible, especially in a time like this where we can't really do much. So. You know, what's really funny is I use that example. I used to live out 
I still live out in the boonies, but I used to live out right next to a golf course and in this little tiny area. And everybody that lived there was really old. It was because it's by the golf course, you know, all the golf people live there. And so they all went to bed at five (laughs) o'clock. And I used Mm. to love, I'm I'm a night person. So I used to love taking walks at night and there's, and having lived up in the mountains in Wyoming for a long time, there's just, there's nothing in the world like being outside almost naked or naked. I'm just going to say it guys. You have to deal with it. Um, But, but not being naked that for me, there's just something really cool about standing outside in your pajamas. And I, I love these old fashioned long white cotton nightgowns like they were back during the Edwardian days. And I actually have some, and I love wearing them. And I, you know, I used to at night, I would take off in the middle of the night barefoot in my Victorian nightgown, long white nightgown. And I used to take walks at night, walk down the street. And I always thought, you know, somebody's looking across the golf course and they see this strange lady in this white victim. They probably thought I was a ghost or something. A ghost, I'm yeah. The, <laughs> I'm the white lady and they're all freaking out now. That's why nobody's coming out at night. <laughs> but but it was amazing. It was, and especially when it was like drizzling and stuff and there was the, the glitter and the light posts and yeah. Nothing else. Go stand out barefoot in the middle with clothes on. I don't want you to get in trouble, especially in the, the city. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just just reminder, folks. <laughs> oh, so it's so good to hear from you, Quaid. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's good to be on here again. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Um, oh, you're very welcome. I only have one. Yeah. And I only have one today. Um I want to do two because I want to redeem myself for last week, but one for today. Um, <laughs> don't have to redeem yourself from last week. <laughs> it was so stumbly. I was like, oh. Oh, you're, you were <laughs> fine. Um, but um, this one is called, um, this poem is called Behind the Curtain. I'm slowly seeping and depression. I'm trying to make sense of all my troubles all along. I still got some questions. I feel my sanity is depleting. I walk through the hall, see people call, but for some reason, I don't hear them speaking. My peace of mind's being devoured. Catch me shedding silent tears under the comfort of a warm shower. Somebody tell me what's wrong with me. Or do I hide these feelings so well that Many times, they are hard to see. I feel my life is losing meaning. I suffered days in many ways. I've been defeated. I gotta stop it. Seeing my death like a prophet. I feel my life drifting away as my eyes roll back in my sockets. I went to church, but I ain't hear nothing. Caught in the days with hands raised, others praised. I was still fronting. These are my secrets and my battles. This is what I face. Or do I make the same mistakes? Is this my fate? Behind this curtain, no, I'm hurting. I step out on stage and act like everything's okay, but my heart is broken. Somebody catch me because I'm falling. Friends can't hear me calling. Some struggle like me, while others too busy balling. When you can feel no pleasure, but only pain. This is what it is to go insane. End poem. <laughs> I loved it. Now, I wonder how many I've I've got it. When you wonder if you know what it's like, to, what it's like to go insane. 
I wonder how many poem, poets have poem on that subject. I have one, which is make, you know, and you have one. So it kind of brought up that question, you know, how many of us have, have a poem about that, that, that line, the line you cross or don't cross. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like. Oh, okay. Now I got it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I absolutely loved it, Quaid. Great job, honey. No, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to go slide out the way. I know you said you have a long list of people, so. Do you want to tell people how to find you first? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so um, email is Quaid Poetry, so Q-U-A-D-E Poetry um, at Gmail. Um, you can also find me on Facebook uh, under Quaid Poems. Um, and then also on YouTube, I have a few videos out um, under Quaid Poetry. So if you type in Quaid Poetry, Q-U-A-D-E Poetry, um, you should be able to find some poem, um, some poetry, and then also um, some talks with another poet. I'm, I just kind of dropped, dropping some of that conversation and snippets as well. So yeah, check it out if you get a chance. Awesome. Perfect. All right, Quaid, thank you so much for being here tonight, and we will talk to you again next week. Or if you want to call back in tonight, you're welcome to do that as well. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Now You have a good night. You too, sweetheart. Bye-bye, hon. All right, I want to let area code 57 know that you are not in the lineup. 757, if you're just hanging out listening, appreciate you being here. If you change your mind at any time and you would like to come onto the air, just press one. That'll put you in the lineup, and I'll know that it's okay to bring you on. Otherwise, hang out, have fun, and we are going to take our next caller. Our next caller, I'll actually give, go ahead and give you the next three. We have area code 506-419 and 256. All right, let's go ahead and grab 506. Wonder who that could be. 506, you're on the air. Good evening. <laughs> oh, hi, you. Hey, how are you? Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Not like I have to stalk you or anything like that, but yeah, good to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, messages out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, la, 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 la. Hi, how you doing? Get your ass on the show. Ah, oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was a nice, polite, it was a nice, polite, sweet message, you know, little graphics yeah. and all that. But you know what I was really saying. You know me well enough. Yeah, pretty much stop what you're doing and call. <laughs> now. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't make me put on the leather boots. <laughs> exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, sweetheart. Uh, this is Andrew calling from the East Coast of Canada. Welcome to the show, Andrew from the East Coast of Canada. Wow, Our thank marit- you. maritime boy. Yep. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so what's happening in your well, we world? A- what's this- Not too much, just like everybody else. So I'm how's what's out, the coronavirus reading. thing doing up there in Canada? Is it being all weird like it is down here? No. no. Well, you guys live like out <laughs> on the tundras in igloos and stuff anyway. You don't even have to do social distancing. You no, know, unless you we, catch it from no, your I mean, yak, you're never going to come in contact with anybody. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
Like it was, it was very interesting because when it first hit the news up here, they shut everything down. They were not messing around, and everything is still kind of shut down. And so, province by province, depending on how many cases that you have, um, and I'm on the East Coast, so we don't have a lot of cases. They're slowly coming up with a plan to start reopening certain things. But it's in phases. And if phase one fails, you start at the beginning again. That's so smart. Like they are they are not messing around. And your your like prime on, minister guy isn't telling you to inject Lysol or, <laughs> or, no. or, or swallow and, light and was, bulbs into your body. And it's the funniest thing how it works here because like he came out and our health ministers came out. And it, we're getting updates province by province. And, you know, he's kind of the cheerleader, but they're having phone calls because there's, there's 13 provinces and territories up here, for those that don't know. And they have daily phone calls. And so they're unified. And it doesn't matter if, I'm going to say in the U.S., you would be a Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter. Up here, you're either a liberal or progressive conservative, or there's a couple of other parties. It doesn't matter. They're all on the same page. They're like, I don't care. People are dying. Deal with it. Yeah. And and that's exactly where their priority is when they're asked by the press questions about economy and reopening the borders and things like that. They're just like, no, people are dying. Deal with it. <laughs> and that's exactly the approach they're taking. So, I think that's awesome. I'll think of yeah. you while I'm swallowing a strand of Christmas lights. <laughs> Gotta get that light inside you know, my body. <laughs> and and where I am in the province that I am, we're doing extremely well. It's actually one of the safest places. Uh, today it was labeled as one of the safest places in the world for cases and recovery. And our guy is still like, no, we're not ready yet. Here's Good. phase one. Good you screw it up. Here's phase one. If you screw it up, we're starting all over again. And it's, I think it's the greatest thing. Well, good for you. So I've been reading a lot and writing and all that good stuff. So there's no reason in hell that you can't call in, right? Oh, I'm still working. <laughs> oh. I might tell remember we can work from home. But you have to remind me. <laughs> I will do that. I'm relentless. And then I'll Many tell of you, you know. a story. <laughs> okay, I want to hear a story. The river is angry. You can see it with each wave, just as has not been done for the ghosts of Red River. The bodies float with no taker. Lives pushed in for the spirits to end before their time. The evil that placed the young and Old into the water, walks away with that consequence, making the waves angry, the forgotten and abandoned, held until their final moments without a care of the living in the tides of the cold. The ghosts of Red River have no voice or justice, float above caring sadness for the people that forget to fight for those that can no longer speak. End poem. That was intense. Thanks. You're welcome. Based on true story. 
<laughs> yeah, so where, I was going to ask, where, where, what's the story that goes along with that one? Because I know there's a story that goes with the story. Uh, I was reading a book <laughs> about Bye. an unfo- unfortunately one of the worst things that have really have happened in our country in the last 30 or 40 years is our indigenous females have been taken and murdered without proper investigation. They just call them disappearances. Okay. Wow. And there's quite a few books and documentaries on this, especially in British Columbia. Um, However, this story is from Manitoba, a province that's a little farther west than where I am. But in there was a lady, the little girl that was killed. She was 14 years old uh, and, and led a really interesting life, quote unquote, until then. And the person that they suspected took, you know, went to trial, everything like that. And I was reading the book because I remembered the case and he was found innocent. <laughs> And that happens more often than not. And in that river, and, and somebody was telling me there's a river in my province that every year that thaws, they, they find a body or two in it. Wow. Yeah. No wonder they don't have to do social distancing there. <laughs> and, and they don't research what has happened. And that's not the first time I've heard those stories, like in, in the province that I live in and, and other provinces, they, you know, they're like, Oh, well, there were runaways. There were this, there were that. They couldn't handle the winter, which is extremely cold here. It was a suicide. It was an accidental death. It was, and that's gone on for 30, 40 years now. Jeez. So, so yeah, I read the book, got the shock of my life. Cause I, I forgot what the verdict was. I knew the story of it and uh, wrote that. Fantastic job of that. Soldier Blue writes about uh, his missing sisters as well. Yes. Same topic, same type of topic, different place, but the same thing. I mean, it's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Oh, ab- absolutely. So the, All right, darling. Now was, what are you uh, going to do? What do you mean? I don't know. Are you going to read another one, or are you going to tell us how to find you? <laughs> hmm. Should I read another one? Yeah. I have another really short one. Okay. Okay. But while mm-hmm. I find it, I'll tell you how to find it. How's that? You can find me on Facebook, Andrew Scott. Uh, you can find me. I have a website, andrewmscott.com. And I have a few poetry and photography books out on Amazon. You just look up Andrew M. Scott, and the last one was called Searching. When did that one come out? Uh, geez, almost two years ago now. I haven't worked on hmm. anything since. You should, be, you should be writing a haiku a day. Um, I I did. I went to start one, and I actually just typed out the one that was supposed to be a haiku. It was uh, five pages long. <laughs> That's fine. I bet you can find <laughs> 20, 20 haikus in that five pages. 
I'm pretty sure you probably could. Actually, six, yeah, five, yeah, five pages. It was written out six, five and a half. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> says the haiku can't be a line out of something you've already written. Yeah, there's quite a few haiku. Yeah. So I think that every, just like have every celebrity should have a cameo appearance on Saturday Night Live. Any poet worth their grain of salt has their their cameo parents haiku book every poet should have a book of haiku out so that's my challenge to you is your next book should be a book of haiku i can do that because i have written out haikus then do it get after it (laughs) i'm trying to do the whole whip thing (laughs) do it look i wrote down the titles that you gave tonight so you never know what's going to (laughs) happen i'm so proud of you (laughs) <laughs> All right. Tell everyone your Facebook yeah, page the, again, Andy. Okay, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Andy Scott. And you ready for another really short one? Sure. Boxed in anxiety of the unknown is taking over this confused body. <laughs> Starting to ignore time and his existence. Just wish to break out of the madness of this mind. Breathing is even. Chest could stop or explode at any time. Attempting to clear it all from the racing mind to enter my soul's universe. Sitting, bringing in the light. Centering on the positive. Holding on to the appreciating. The valleys can be worse. The spirits have spoken to stop shaking. To the body being opened. To the whispers of the calm. Emblem. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It was like the Twilight Zone music. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote down the title. <laughs> and then I revisited it later. Yeah, I know how you do that. You're just like all kind of, kind of freaky weird. <laughs> I wrote down the title, and then with all this isolation and everything that was going on, I know a lot of people are having mental health issues. So it was like, okay, we just need to calm. <laughs> Inhale, exhale. Andy, yep. it's so good to hear from you. You know, I Thank I care you. about you deeply and dearly and and seriously, just absolutely love you. You are someone very important to me and and don't especially with everything that's going on in the world, don't be a stranger. Let me know that you're doing okay and how you're doing. I mean, you know I'm okay because I do the show every week and you can hear me all week. But, <laughs> yes. you know, I worry about you guys. So, you know, keep in touch with me. I know what's going on. You're well, okay. it's, it's the funniest thing because up here, it's it's like we're in lockdown and some people are having a really hard time with it. Um, my hard time is that I've run out of books to read. If it wasn't so, so god awful expensive to mail things to Canada, I would send you some books. I still have your freaking snake in a flower ink pen. I have it in this box. It's like seventy two dollars to ship to Canada. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. I mean, how many years but, ago did I make that? I was just looking at it yesterday. Oh, as a matter almost of fact. ten years ago now. Yeah. I know, right? Right? You think in ten years, well, I earned seventy two dollars to mail it to you? <laughs> Well, it took me a little bit, but I I have I got it down to a system. When I was down to my last book, whatever it was, I ordered like three more. <laughs> I go where I run into Walmart. So get a razor. All the books you've already read, cut them in four sections. 
and put them in a box and then shake it and randomly grab a front, a middle, and a back and put them together and create whole new stories. Yeah, with some of the things I read, that would be really messed up. <laughs> I know, right? It sounds awesome, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, Andy, thank you for calling in tonight. I'll keep pestering you and reminding you. And when you do have time, just know how much we appreciate you. Yes. Well, thank you for the invite and the reminder. You're welcome. And if you get a chance, put the links to your books on my page so people can find them, okay? Okay. Because they need books to read, too. They're running out. Yes. All right. Bye. Oh, I, I will. I'm going to create something in the next couple of days. Okay. All right. I should do your cover for your haiku book. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, never again, right? <laughs> Poor Andy, I love you. We'll talk I'm to you later, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Mr. Andrew Scott, East Coast of Canada. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. How are you? Agent 419, Agent 419, is this you, 419? Come in. 419, coming in, loud and clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm good this evening, and you? I'm doing awesome. Having a a really good week, as a matter of fact, and yeah, everything's good. I say you always try to do better when you don't think about the shit that goes on. Because I used to, like, pay attention to it real close, and I'm to the point where I'm not going to let it ruin my life. People die from cancer every day, and I'm just going to, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I'm still going to live my life. And I've uh, fortunately, I've been essential, so I've been going to work every day, thank God, because I don't know. I'd have a totally different opinion if I didn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if I was unemployed and stuff and like, oh, my, how is unemployment going to pay my bill? You know, like, so I would have a totally different perspective. But um, being essential, I'm I'm kind of glad. I'm one of those personalities that just can't just sit around and do nothing. So I feel a little bit better, but it is getting, it's getting slow and then it gets picked up and it gets slow, but we've been steady that way. So I'm hoping it just gets picked up from now, but we'll see. I just want to go on with life. <laughs> it's sad. I know, but you know, it's, it's like, like I'm going stir crazy too, because on my house well, it, 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 it can me. consume you. Yeah, like it can consume you. You know, and and to think about everything, it's so overwhelming. And then you get the truth and the untruth, and then you don't know who to believe anymore. And it's just, it's just shit. <laughs> it's a shit storm, is what it is, really. So, so sitting here, this is it. this is where I went today with sitting there thinking, okay, you know, and I don't go. I love. I, I have a, I have a great time. I'm my, like my own best friend. I have a great time occupying myself and amusing myself. You know, I'm not one of those people who have to have other people around all the time, but I'm sitting here thinking, right, you know, I'm right. really tired of being in the house and I jump from project to project and working on this and working on this. And pretty soon it's like everywhere I turn, there's something. It's like, Oh my God, my house is a mess. Everything should be really clean right now, <laughs> but there's paint over there and there's clay over there and there's a hot glue gun over there, you know? And, and so I'm saying, okay, I, I got to get out. I got to get out. But my idea of getting out is right now in front of me. I swear to God, I could take a picture of my cell phone and, and send it to you. I've got a picture of a map on Google that goes from Salem, Oregon, all the way to Nine Mile Canyon, Utah. Nice. And I'm thinking the only thing that I would ever have to do is to see people is when I stopped and got gas. But everything in Oregon sells you 
in Oregon, normally you cannot pump your own gas, but right now you have to. So, you know, I I would never have to do anything. I wouldn't have to talk to nobody. I could pump my own gas, pay for it in a car. I wouldn't have to come in contact with anybody. And I could go to nine. If you don't know what Nine Mile Canyon is in Utah, you guys should Google that. That's some homework for you. (laughs) Input to output, right? Learn something new. Mm -hmm. Nine Mile Canyon, Utah. Go find out why that's someplace. Nine Mile Canyon. Go find out why that's someplace that I would be willing to drive 17 hours and 37 minutes to get to. And spend about nice. a week there. Find out why. Nine Mile Canyon. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm looking at in front of me right now. <laughs> and then you got to like, get consider, out of the house. And I'm really getting out of the house. <laughs> consider driving and consider, like, gas is cheap. But up here, it's been a dollar thirteen a gallon. Now it went up to one fifty nine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, darn. You know, because I was loving filling my truck for 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But not, not the case oh, anymore. I would def- definitely up, drive. So. I would most definitely drive. Yeah, and no time like the better if you have the time, you know. Mhm. So, uh, I got I don't have two poems tonight because this one is like my other ones. They're they're it's kind of long, but I read fast, so I'm hoping I can. It's not really really long, but <laughs> I'll read fast for you. Um, you don't I, have I just, to read it's fast. It's something share your poem, honey. <laughs> it's something I wrote um back in April of last year. So it's called the 10 cent dime store plastic ring. And in my life, there is a couple of truths of what the story is with different people. And I don't know, I just thought it came out good. It's like a, a, a story, actually. Um, I went down south, I was down in the mouth, not having a real good time, looking for a love, looking for a woman, looking for some angel I can call mine. Then one day out of the blue, someone caught my eye. I found my catch at the local five and dime. She was all alone, standing in the checkout line. One stare, one glare, one glance. I figured this is my chance. I grew bold and puffed my chest, told myself I got this, and right then, oh, Lord, I grew a set. I walked right up to her and asked her out to dinner. My heart had said to me, this girl, I have to win her. I picked her up in my flatbed Ford truck and gave her daisies and water in a solo cup. We rode to a drive through at the edge of town. She took me up on my offer and did not turn me down. This woman won my heart from the very start. This queen, I would have to make mine and crown. The day finally came. It was pouring rain. We was hiking in a field of trees. At the right moment and exactly precise time, I dropped down to my knees. I asked her, hey, hon, will you marry me? Looking up at her, looking down at me. Why me? Why, hell yeah, was her reply as I looked at her and told her I was her guy. You and I have but two pennies to rub together. So how on earth can we pay for it? By putting our love on some sort of layaway plan? Of course I want to be your lady and for you to be my man. But with our salaries combined, it wouldn't cover the cost of an average wedding today. You shovel barnyard manure just to get by, and I scrape nickels the best I can. So I turned to her and said, it's okay, my love. I got a plan. We can save a lot by not having a reception. The seeds had grown into the love we planted. I knew I just had to make her mine. Bound and determined, I needed a new plan. So I toiled, shoveled, scrimped, and saved my every dime. Because the love we have for each other is a love not like any other. She makes my heart go all aflutter. I turn to her to say, we will find our way. We have all the wantingness and the power of will. And even though we have no money, I will always love you still. The ring, the ring, the ring, she said, with no nickels left to spare. What shall we do with so little dough to present my gift of love to you so you know? Ah, oh, honey, all is cute and all, and just the thought alone hits my crazy bone. I'll tell you, and this is where you go. At the end of our street, 
there is a store with discounts, bargain sales, and so much more. You can go in and all will be fine. You can go right ahead and make your selection of purchase at the local Five and Dime, where I first saw you on that very first day, where our eyes first met, and I looked deep into your soul. The price, it don't mean nothing, for it is a memory it represents, the memory of us, the memory of our love. A million dollars would never change a thing. I would be the luckiest, happiest man in the world with you in that 10-cent diamond store ring. And I ended it with, happily after more manure was shoveled and 3.5 kids later, they decided that they were content and the money of their marriage was very well spent. See, it wasn't the cost of monetary value at all. The point was that they had each other and never let the other one fall, plastic ring and all. The bond of them grew so tight that after the I do's with no reception, they woke up rich for the rest of their lives with each other to have and to hold every single night. They are blessed with the simple things in life, love being the biggest gift to each other, love the best gift of all. The end. (laughs) That was beautiful, sweetheart. Thank you. I kind of had fun with it because I wrote it in the mail, in the mail, being a man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I set my side, I set myself outside of the woman to write the, the man. <laughs> it's kind of fun doing it from a different perspective, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of too like the fact that it's like a story, you know, that has a point and stuff too. So, but it was fun to do. It's not normally what I write, so I just wanted to share it tonight, I guess. <laughs> Well, fantastic job, sweetie. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You are very welcome. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come over and show you some love's love. Some love's um, love. I am on <laughs> some love's love, Agent 419. My name is Shelly Gambino. I have my own site on Facebook called Poetical Intrigue, not to confuse it with political. Poetical Intrigue, and that's where I post a lot of my poems. I try to keep it updated, and there's my old ones and my new ones, but it's just specifically my poetry so if anyone wants to go there that's where you can find me very cool all right sweetheart Mm -hmm. fantastic job and we will talk to you next week yes yes ma'am i plan to be here same time (laughs) same station (laughs) awesome thank you shelly agent 419 signing off (laughs) (laughs) have a good night love your laugh bye bye (laughs) bye bye All right. Our our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan. Hey, Stan. I was just thinking about you tonight. How are you doing, sweetheart? Well, not as sore as I was, (laughs) but managing to move on. Hey, before we get started, my darling, I want to let... I just got a message from uh, Leanne that the chat room doesn't seem to be working or available. If it's not, try refreshing your page and see if that pulls it up. It looks like maybe there's issues getting into it tonight. I've got it open, but it's completely blank for me, too. So maybe something's going on with it. So, Stan, what's going on in your world? Well, a little bit of work, a little bit of worry. Uh, Up here, they've gone kind of wide open as far as opening things up, you know, except for schools and such, but I went out there and we ran around, had to pick a few things up in town, and there is not one single individual in this area that I saw wearing a mask of any kind. Not one. They Doesn't are, that just chap your butt? 
No, and not really. I mean, they are adhering to the, you know, the distancing and that. But it just worries me, the more we open this up, the higher the odds. You know, and and I hear that gentleman from Canada sitting there talking about, in their province, their representative saying, look, we'll go to stage one. We'll try it. But if this doesn't work, we're going right back to ground zero and starting over. That is one of the most common sense things I have. I know, right? And you don't have to swallow Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's so bright. <laughs> oh, God. Help us. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I don't like getting political, but I know, right? <laughs> it, it's not about political. It's about sanity. Common, Just common sense. There's a reason that they put labels on bottles saying, you know, not for human consumption. If this gets in your eyes or mouth, call emergency immediately, you know, drink milk, call poison. There's a reason. But then again, yeah. this person has probably never touched a Lysol can in their life. <laughs> No, Ever. dear, that's for, the, that's for the help. You know, so you have to understand where the ignorance comes from. Yes. He has no clue what Lysol even is. It, it has amazed me at how much ignorance there is in privilege. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that's your prompt. You get that for a prompt now. Oh, gee, no. <laughs> you failed me again. Ignorance and privilege, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Look, I haven't got enough of these things. I've got to catch up. <laughs> I'm so far behind. Anyway, no, we're we're still out here doing tree work and getting our garden going and all that stuff. But the mountain is still the mountain. That doesn't change. This is true. <laughs> well. I've got two short ones for tonight. Okay. From the Garden of Poetry and Prose, where I got to pick the prompts. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one of my prompts was, I thought, a very interesting quote from a lady named Audrey Hepburn. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm Possible. I like that. Mm-hmm. So you know me being me, how I like to play. Uh, I kind of combine two concepts of poetic form. The one was a mondo, which is a poem where the first part is asking the question, the next part answers it. That's a mondo. And I decided to do two stanzas of limerick. And this is called, this is called fluid. We all have desires we wish to obtain, dreams we hope in life to sustain. But how if along life's trail we struggle at times fail, and our journey seem hopelessly detained? If we as fluid as water in flexibility, we discover the strength and ability like river determined homes 
around and through earth and stone. With perseverance, we reach our desire, see, and peace. <laughs> I love it. I love how you play with words. Oh, I'm telling you, that that's one of the great, wonderful poetry is. And I know there are probably purists out there that are ripping their hair out right now. And I understand it. But part That's of the okay. Of it's their is, hair. Is it, yeah, exactly. You know, I sometimes have a nightmare of, of waking up in an angry mob of semi-bald poets <laughs> coming after me. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's okay. That's only a nightmare I wake up and realize, well, you know, I do it because I can. And why not? Oh, my gosh. It's poetry. That's... You know, it's poetry. We have, okay, that's another prompt. You have to write. You have to write a poem about that happening. I want you to write a poem about that fear. Oh God! Oh, here a bunch we go. of semi-bald poets running after you. That's, yeah. <laughs> I want you to write a poem about that fear. Yeah, keep I'm going. Keep opening your mouth. See where it gets you, dear. <laughs> okay. Uh, now I already know what the ending is going to be. But Nyla said I could be messy. I, I did. I do. I fully endorse messy. Oh, my God, do I fully endorse Messi. Oh, God, I'm so happy to be back out here on the air when I get a chance. I really am. This this is my therapy right now. <laughs> you know, you know I, I probably shouldn't share this. I really shouldn't share this. I don't care. I'm going to share this. So I was Googling something one time, right? Yeah. And you know how sometimes you can Google something very innocent and very strange things can come up as a result? Yes. That's how I learned about this fetish where people have of watching girls sit in like swing pools and dumping goo over their head or cake mix over their head or chocolate, right? And and these girls yeah. are just like encased in goo. I forget what it's called, but what what it is. But I'll never forget that. And every time I talk about you know go out and make messy in the world, I'm picturing you know running out into the world and dumping cake batter on my head <laughs> and oh, making wow. messy. And and that's just going out and jumping in mud puddles and 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 whenever I think about that, you know, I mean, and you you do you don't know, don't wait until you're appropriately dressed. I cannot tell you that some of the funnest times I've had in my life is when I was not appropriately dressed to do whatever it was I was doing. But if you wait till you are, you won't do it. You know? So when I say go out and make messy, I mean, go out and make messy. Jump in head first, you know, buy new shoes later. Oh. All right. I like it. I think that's a better <laughs> way to be anyway. Besides why not have fun with it? Why yeah. not play? You know? Don't get me wrong. I can I can seriously get into a forum and, and stick with the rules. But more times than not, I'm going to do something else. Go out and make messy. What are you going to write that's exciting inside those rules? I mean, you have to have something. Yeah. Even though you're staying inside the rules, you have to have something exciting to write. Right? Yeah. You have to feed one for the other. Yeah. Well, my other little piece here 
was from Poetry of Springs Embrace. And Christine Pelton, the lady who started this, is the one that came up with this. The quote was, considering the painting, there is an immediate beauty that draws us in and a familiarity that satisfies us. But in the end, it is the mystery that keeps us coming back to it again and again, looking for answers that we never find. And that was a quote from a lady named Tracy Chevalier about Vermeer's girl with a pearl earring. And I did a little research on that particular uh, painting. Mm -hmm. And I took a look at it. And I wrote a little thing called the earring. Prime of his expression. A girl humble by the limits of her station. Yet art sees no lines that define one's class. Just images of beauty and the spell it casts. Paint as passion to canvas now flows, while social standards rebuke such display. Still art and its need to be forever grows. Thus artist and subject continue their way. Defiance, the lifeblood of artistic obsession, no matter the rumors or social objection. For creating is a birth, both pain and trial. It refuses non-existence and denial. Now a masterful image, born to the light, hails in one sight to the natural beauty of the girl it's so in. Envies. Do you know what poetry form what you just wrote in is called? No. Ekphastic. I hope I said it right. I hope I pronounced it right. But that's when you write to a piece of art. It's called ekphastic. I'm going to spell it because my face isn't wanting to say it. E-K-P-H-R-A-S-I-S. Wow. That is surprising to me. Is writing about any art form. Yeah. Poetry of Springs Embrace, this this is one of the few times we've actually uh, not just had a quote about a painting, but actually saw the painting. But in the Garden of Poetry and Prose, the use of a painting as one of your prompts was fairly standard. So, wow, we've been writing like that for a bit. Yep, that's an actual poetry form. I had no idea. Or style, I guess. By running a stanza of two rhyming couplets and then second and fourth line rhyme and then two rhyming couplets and second and fourth line rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're very clever. I think you did awesome. Everything you do is. Oh, I'll be down gone. That's an actual poem. Oh, I had no idea. Do you want to write? Do you want to write down? Write it down. No, I'll forget it anyway. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and do what I'm going to do anyway. So. That's, That's right, Pierce. That's right, Pierce. I'm still here. I'm going to have to That's do the, the whole Google else. pronunciation thing when we're done. Let's see if I can pull this up. This is my volume up. Let's see if we can turn this volume up. That's not. That's not right. She's wrong. 
she's wrong. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, just a little bit of trivia, nonsensical trivia that you didn't need in your brain, but now you know. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Now I, now I know there's another poetic form that I have been writing and had no and idea. you didn't doing. know. Exactly, no. right? <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, well, fantastic job tonight, sweetheart. It's so good to hear from you. Oh, so good to be heard from. We miss you when you're not around. Oh, I've got to tell you, it, it's it's hectic and it's kind of crazy. But I'm still managing to find a way to get out here every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it when you do. Thank you. Hi, baby. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you and what you have going on. Find me at Poetry of Springs Embrace, which is a group that was put together by Christina Pendleton, or Christina Belton. Uh, you can find me at the Garden of Poetry and Prose, which is a group that's being uh, managed by Jerry Langdon and Barbara Arentrue that was originally started by Diane Forbes Compton. Uh, you can, of course, when I get a chance, you can find me on Nihilus Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, hopefully tomorrow night I will manage to make it to uh, Epiphany's Let's Talk About It, which is on the For Real Entertainment. And hopefully after that I can skip over and be caught on uh, World Poetry Open Mic, which is on the Twitch app. And some of my poetry can be found in Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit group. When I've had the chance, but hasn't been lately, you can sometimes find me on Philip Kent Church's Outlaw Poetry. And I'm also in the Outlaw Poetry's anthology, We're in Cahoots. And the 2017, 2018, and 2019 anthologies of World Poetry, all available on Amazon. And that's Very cool. Well, fantastic, sweetheart. And again, thank you so much for finding time to call in. And, and uh, yeah, we need to work on yeah. a workshop together. Think of a workshop idea. All right. I'll try to kick something up. I'm not sure what, but I'll think of something. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. All right, Nyla. On to the next. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. We have 219, 903, and 407. And I've got a couple tracks I'd like to get in tonight, possibly as well, if we can fit those in. Let's go ahead and get, I did 526, right? I did. Yep. I better double check. 256, I grabbed you already, right? Yes, ma'am, you have. All right, Stan, I knew that was you. Okay, just wanted to make sure just in case I was having a moment. <laughs> Good night, hon. Good night. All right, next caller, 219. 219, you are on the air. And now this is Brother O calling in from East Chicago, Indiana. Hello, Brother O. Have you been here since the beginning of the show, or are you just getting getting on? No, no, I've been waiting for nearly two hours. Do you so? Did you hear the assignment where I used one of the lines from your poem tonight as our, one of our prompts? 
Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, I did. That was nice. New Normal Way of Life by Brother O is one of our borrowed poetry prompts. That's from a poem that you read last week. I thought it was awesome. Thank you for that line. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm really glad you waited two hours to get on. You know, that absolutely, you guys have no clue how that amazes me still sometimes that you sit and listen on the phone and, and wait that long to read. I just love you guys so much. Thank you, Brother O. You're just awesome. Oh, you're welcome. What'd you bring for us tonight? Uh, life ain't meant to be fair, and it doesn't play favorites either. So a poem I read, wrote uh, two or three years ago. God is no respecter of persons because it rains on the just as well as the unjust. A very important lesson I learned in my life during my youth from my parents. Life ain't meant to be fair and it don't play no favorites either. Brother, why'd you have to go through you open know, heart surgery and suffer numerous afflictions and limitations. Why did you did, did you endure rejection, ridicule, and betrayal by people who you thought were close to you? Why did you have to go through seasons of loneliness and many failed relationships? Why did you have to endure seasons of not being recognized and appreciated for your numerous contributions to the poetry community? Why did you have to go through your experiences with bullying? Why did you have to go through seasons of unemployment and financial trouble? And why do you have people still throwing shade and hating on you? My brother, that ain't fair. Who told you what life was supposed to be fair? Let me explain something to you. If I didn't go through all those experiences, the determined and resilient brother that you see before you wouldn't even exist. I wouldn't have learned that the race is not given to the strong and swift. It is given to those who endure hardships. I would not have learned to endure the peace and values of life. I wouldn't appreciate the good times and learn how to handle tough times. And I would not have learned about practice and humility in the midst of success. And consistently be the real Omar A. Gavin, a.k.a. Brother O, without compromising my true identity. My dear brothers and sisters, if life was meant to be fair, we wouldn't have such issues as racism, discrimination, poverty, unemployment, other types of social injustices. If life was meant to be fair, we wouldn't be dealing with any sicknesses and diseases like COVID-19, hunger and homelessness in the most powerful and prosperous country in the world. We wouldn't have millions of people without adequate health insurance, and we wouldn't have the epidemics of mental illness and violence invading our nation. If life was meant to be fair, everybody would be at least a millionaire. Instead of minimum wage jobs and trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, there would be no wage gap between men and women. There will be no worries about meeting the basic needs of life, but no worries about being able to buy what we need and want. If life was meant to be fair, we would not have a messed up education system that fails our children, a criminal justice system that still favors the rich over the poor, and an economic system that benefits the wealthiest of Americans 
over the 99% who would be denied the opportunity to have the so-called American dream. If life was meant to be fair, we wouldn't have struggles, troubles, or issues, any challenges or tests, any mishaps or tragedies, no pain, death, and suffering, any trials and tribulations, and any worries and fears. My dear brothers and sisters, God don't play favorites, nor does he give you any special treatment. Because in this life, all of us, all of us, and I don't care who you are, is going to go through something. So don't expect to go through life on scale. The more gifted and talented and anointed you are, the greater the challenge that you will face. Remember this as I bring this poem to a close. Everything that you have gone through so far in your life are all part of God's master plan. But at the end of the day, it all works out together for your good. And poem. <laughs> all good lessons that should be heeded. You know, and I really love that, you know, in this piece you're talking about all these things and they're all the things that you've been through and all the things you're facing with, you know, dealing with and have dealt with. And, you know, it makes it really personal that where you're not just pointing fingers at the world, you know, you're, you're talking about your own truths. Fantastic job, sweetie. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you, hon. Uh, those of you who are not, not connected with me on Facebook yet, uh, I can be found on the, the name Omar Brother O'Gavin on Facebook. And uh, and thank you. Thank you. Always support me on the Speakeasy Cafe every week. And uh, I'll be back next week. Thank you very much for being here every week. We appreciate you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Hey, now the good night. Good night, sweetie. That was Brother Owen. Remember, his prompt was one of our borrowed poetry prompts for the night, which was New Normal Way of Life. And that was from Brother Owen. And the other one we had, your borrowed poetry prompt, was Everything Returns to Smoke, and that was Soldier Blue. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 903. 903, you are on the air. Holy moly, I've made it, I've made it. I've been waiting two hours and ten minutes. I'm just kidding, but, oh, man, listening to everybody on there and all the fancy people with their books and everything, I feel like I'm around fanciness. I'm little Gary from East Texas. Uh, welcome to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. Yes, ma'am. Good to be here. So what's going on in your world? What do you have for us tonight? All that good stuff. All right. I work at a hospital, so I'm an essential staff. I go to work every day and, and uh, wear a mask and hope I don't catch COVID and uh, come home. But uh, day to day, every life. I uh, I started about a year ago writing poetry, never wrote it in my life, raised my three kids and uh, wasn't sitting around, you know, time and writing. And I just, uh, at work, I wrote a funny rhyme and everybody freaking loved it. And uh, it just kind of blew up from there. And uh now I've just been writing these poems, and uh, I like them. I hope y'all do. I got two of them. All righty. Okay. Uh, my first one, I'm going to bring y'all down, and I'm going to pull y'all back up. My first one's called So Far Away by Little Gary. How can somebody I love get so far away? She yelled, I don't love you no more, so leave. And although I've heard it before, it's still hard to obey. Split, I reset the trip counter to zero on my trust mileage display. 
Now I'm trying to breathe under my tears as I'm speeding down hell's lonely freeway. It's got me wondering why she gave up on us, and then I rewinded my head and replay. I bet all this pain I'm going through is why my hair will soon be all gray. It's definitely turning me into a chain smoker because there's no more room for another butt in this fucking ashtray. This is my real life, y'all, so I don't need a muse or a sad lover's cliché. Hell, I can't even eat right now because my heart's in my throat in a way. So it's just coffee I order sitting here in this lonely small town's cafe. Man, I feel more lost, y'all, than the guys in the KKK. Words can't express all the pain I feel, but I'll try in hopes I'm able to convey. I'm Leo the Lion, but the girls, little Gary's just pray. And it's as if she built a wall around her heart and I can't get in. Shout out to the USA. So crying over her now sounds a lot like Olay, damn it, Olay. Is it wrong for me to want someone that loves me to meet me halfway? Maybe love has made me hard, so it just ricochets. Everyone knows that ACDC calls the road to hell a highway, but I can hear love and hell yelling, hurry up, boy, and I'll show you the best way. And love's road to hell is better no matter what ACDC might say. It's made out of mud and lost dreams and tears in this 10-lane fucking freeway. As I'm speeding along, I thought I'd be in hell real soon, so I must check the distance today. Then tears started falling as I looked at the numbers on my damn truck's mileage display. Because we split up 2,317 miles ago, and we've never been so far away. End point. Wow. That the whole piece it was really awesome to listen to ending it's really hard especially when you write you know anything short poems it's kind of easier to do but when you write longer pieces which that one wasn't really that long but you know what I mean um, it's hard to go through the narrative and to make the ending like a hammer dropping you know it's hard to have that really you know you have to really have that strong ending to hammer home what you're saying. And that, that was amazing. The ending of that just, I loved it. I absolutely loved the way it brought it all back together and hammered it down. Awesome. 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 Fantastic job, my dear. Man. All right. Thank you. I hope I got time for one more because you're going to love this one too. (laughs) I do. You definitely have time for another one, hon. Okay, cool, man. This is my mission statement. My well's dry, my life sucks, so if anybody's looking, I'm selling poetry ammunition. I call it subtraction by addition. I'm little Gary, the world's first lover, comedian, poet, electrician. Broke as hell, shout out to Hank, because it's my family's tradition. Everyone calls me crazy, but they're only haters, not a physician. I guess that's all they can do, because there's no competition. Just a bunch of hoping, dreaming, and wishing. There's plenty of fishing to see, so y'all know I've been fishing. It's just that my heart's been broke more than once, and I'm so tired of paying love's expensive admission. Hell, I even learned how to cook and clean up my own fucking kitchen. So under my roof, I'll be the only one bitching, unless you have my handwritten permission. Because without it, poof, and gone like I'm a magician. I'm not where I want to be in life, but don't worry, it's only my intermission. 
I'm sitting in the front row now because I'm tired of being broke, y'all. So I got to pay more attention. I don't even know the definition of pension. The reason I write the way I do is because it's my heart, soul's extension. I'm hoping to catch the eyes of a song-needing famous musician. Every word that I write is my fucking audition. Because my life's not a journey, y'all. It's really a mission. Important. <laughs> Absolutely love it. You can tell that you really have fun when you write. And you can tell that when you write... Now, I always tell people don't try pushing your muses out the door when it's trying to pull you out a window. You know, you can tell by the way that you write that you just go with the flow of what's happening, where it's taking you. And that was an awesome job. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I was scared because yeah, I was listening to you tell about like I was in school and you was teaching me stuff about poetry. And it was awesome when I first got on and listened to it. And I was so intimidated. And I thought, oh, my God, when I get up here, she's going to say, this country boy is stupid. And his family is just telling him he's good because they love him. You know, so it's awesome. You know, Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is my you're going to boys country, whatever. I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I wonder how many people out there got the Hank reference. I sure did. Uh, right, right on, right on, right on. I got a lot of that stuff in my poetry. You would trip out. You have to check me out on allpoetry.com, Little Gary, L-I-L, Gary 76. You have to check me out. I got hundreds of them. I just started doing this, and they just come so quick, and it's, all, it's like something's inside of me doing it. You just have to see. I got a different way about it. And I appreciate being here. Well, I appreciate you being here. I'm just thrilled to have you on. I hope that now that you've been here, you realize that you're family and you can come back and share. We would love to have you back, love to have you share again and get to know you and your work better. And, you know, everybody has a unique voice. Nobody can write what you write. No one else in the world can put on the paper what you can put on the paper. You know, and, and this is such a amazing environment where there's so many different types of poets here and so much, I mean, just volumes of different types of poetry read. You know, everybody from different levels of how long they've been writing, different levels of education, different backgrounds, different religious beliefs, everything. And everything's all encompassing here. I've never experienced, never experienced anything like what the poets have built this community into. You know, and I think that you'll be real happy here, find a home here and and uh, be able to share your, your work with us because I enjoyed it and I would love to hear more. And I know... I'm not Absolutely. speaking for myself. I've been trying to get published. I did self-publishing on Amazon, Little Gary's World of Poems, and uh, I sold 10, book, 10 books already, and I'm thinking about buying the 11th next payday. It's doing really good. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, once all this sheltering in place stuff gets out of, you know, gets gets worked out, you can get a hold of some of your local bookstores in the area and let them take a look at your book and, you know, ask them if they would let you come down one day and do a book signing, you know, on a weekend or something like that. And that would be kind of cool for you. Get your book out there locally. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've been lucky enough to be in a newspaper twice, one locally and one overseas as one up-and-coming poet. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm excited. I hope you all check me out in all poetry and uh, tell me what you think because I think I got some. And when can I call back in here? When do you all do this? Every Thursday. Are you on the East Coast or West Coast? Where are you at? I'm down in East Texas. Gas is cheap right, here, so, but I still can't afford to drive no further. <laughs> <laughs> well, we come on. We come on every Thursday, five o'clock 
West Coast time and um, eight o'clock East Coast time. So I'm not sure what time that is Texas time. It's I'm central. We're central. We're where the standing starts, and then y'all just kind of went over that way and over that way. <laughs> so it comes on probably about six o'clock your time then. Six o'clock. Okay. Yes, ma'am. To nine o'clock every Thursday. Perfect. Perfect. I'll be. And if you're not on my Facebook, yeah, if you're not on my Facebook page, you can add me if you're on Facebook. Yeah. And yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I have a little page. Little Gary's big funny. I do funny stuff. I have a YouTube page. Uh, little Gary's big funny. I was born with funny, and I, I just, you know, that's the way I roll. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week then, okay? Uh, okay. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have a safe and pleasant evening. All right. And you do? Did you tell? Did you tell people how to find you? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, just tell them to come down this dirt road right here where that bar used to be. That's going to be a boat on the rock. <laughs> little Gary, uh, 76 on all poetry. All all my poems are on there. If you uh, really like funny, crazy stories, some adult, some loving, some will make you cry. Some will uh, make you want to give me money for them, I hope. So, yeah, check them out, man. Tell me what you think. I hope y'all are ready. <laughs> <laughs> So is on your on you're on YouTube, right? Yes, ma'am. It's Little Gary's Big Funny. I, I started out doing stand-up comedy. I raised all three of my kids by myself. And uh, whenever the last one left, he'll be 21 tomorrow. My son is my youngest birthday. But anyway, uh, when they left, they said, Daddy, what are you going to do? And, um, you know, I work for the state, so I'm waiting on retirement now. That came so far. There's no turning back. So anyway, um I like to do stand-up comedy, so I started going to Dallas, and I've done it in Tyler. It's all on my YouTube page, and uh, I accidentally one night kind of wrecked my daughter's truck because it was so far to drive up here in Dallas in the middle of the night, and I was doing good. But anyway, I started writing uh, funny, uh, let's say funny, dirty rhymes and uh, saying them on my YouTube page, and uh, people just started liking them. And then I started doing the poetry thing, I guess. I call them poems because they're poems and music <laughs> together, but they're neither. I'm trying to find you on is is the does your page on Facebook does it have a piece of tape over your mouth? Is the what? Is that one you? Is it the picture of you on Which Facebook? Is it, very handsome, a very handsome a, man. Gary a very good looking guy, but he has tape over his mouth. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, because I'm okay, not all right. Yes, <laughs> that is absolutely me. <laughs> all right, so I just sent a like to your page. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bet. Cool. And I and I got your YouTube page, so I'll throw those up on mine so people can uh people can come over and check you out. Right on, right on. I tell people if you think that I'm do too much, just pray for me. I'll probably need them when I get there. You know, maybe I can trade a couple <laughs> of them. So uh, if you think I'm crazy, just pray for me. Maybe uh, I can uh, make it famous. You know, help me get famous that way I can have enough friends and I can have an intervention. You know, so you could sneak one on me a little bit. So figure it out. <laughs> That's too funny. That's too funny. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for finding your way here tonight. And please come back and read again next week. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. All right, hon. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Okay. So our next caller comes from area code 407. We have 407, then we have 919, and we'll probably be closing out the show with 585, it looks like. So, 407, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Nyla. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? 
I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. I got a piece here that I've been editing, and I'm going to read a, a excerpt from my book. Uh, should be ready in a couple months. Uh, it's called A Half-Hole Soul, and I'm going to uh, share this um, piece I wrote called In the Lion's Den. In the lion's den. In the arrow spaces of infinity, among the acrobats of all knowing was skin. Skin that led with uh, the bronze leathering of skin. Was rather gray the whole day. And the ten of the day's presence wrapped within the atmosphere perfectly like unto a quiet and warm coffee mocha that the wind would wildly wiggle wrinkles around an area. But just unexpectedly a key here as the snow leopard, the elements of its namesake about its own season at a time when human flesh would begin to do the sinew on the bones of mankind and skin. It tinted upon the altitude as the levels of specified heights illuminated in a solidly grayish black and paisley pale white. The covering relapsed upon the essentials of its hues in the most silvery distinctiveness of a census quality is the emancipatedly entwined buds of the wonderful flavors of thy chastisement. When the odors vibrate, the faculty play of the olfactory nerves well into the prolonged nation of the anterior equilibrium on the expansions of all awares one could smell the aspect emitted in the glim air. The objective light and electric muse seems to stimulate the ideas for it lays bruised by the fibristic particles of a dusty morning. Oh, of a dusty morning. Excuse me. Grays that galvanize the elementary senses of the whole day long as it escapes the sockets of the vision's place, as it breathes upon the molecules and cells of all the seas from where water falls. It calls for no more than skin and the sinew therein. The rather grayish galvanism is engrossed in the phenomenon of a fundamental principle. A covenant daply explores everything around as morning matters shimmers in one's own presence. It that goes to the deep where so is. And to know of no absence is for to go into the echelons of essentials. Exiting. And one would know where one might return to anywhere but here, existing, feeling, breathing, hearing, listening and seeing, spiritual empty death alive. The ground is puckered, neatly is very strong. The overlap makes the area like the outer lining of a rhino's presence. This apparent skin is shrewded about the landscape as the texture of wet and heavy thick clay. Absorptions 
the metal apparatus in the midst of what was there. And it was there just where the stain is, the exhales of a tireless beginning that is there in a resemblance of dominance, the domain of infounded corridors and extreme personal spaces takes aim at the being there gathered. Ragweed stood tall in unison with the plants of tire and troublesome looks. The leaves and stems were their usual undesired and colorless disgust, stroking upon one another in the indurated bush of seaweed, swaying softly and continuously against itself at the base of the water's key is the valley of infinity. It's by the sea at the water's edge. It's a factory outwardly and detrimental to only itself, placed in the insult of unsuited and unwanted soil abroad the plains levy its colorless disarray of dense and sporadic flats, particularly unfolding upon one another. <clears throat> certainly in one's own awareness. But such offers a grabbing effect. It upshoots and offshoots the essence of the silent fortress, covered by the residue of creation, the granite walls that held back the earthen of leather and clay. Well, they stagnated, so they stagnated this pit of where the main of the beastly lived in a lackadaisical and properly spaced pace for the unsuspecting. That's my piece. It's called In the Lion's Den. That was Excuse phenomenal. Excuse my stumbles. Thank you. <laughs> no, Thank you. no, stumbles are absolutely fine because you know what? We we aren't... We're just hanging out and having fun and sharing and reading. And, you know, I don't... You should hear me read. I stumble all the time. But, you know, you don't (laughs) – when you're reading something, you notice it way more than other people do. You know, so you just read, have fun, and and don't worry about the little stuff. And it was a fantastic read, and it was awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. My name is Raymond Bentley. You can reach me on Facebook. That's Raymond Bentley. Appreciate everybody taking the time, and I really enjoy the show. I really enjoy listening to the show. Uh, well, we appreciate you, something. sweetheart. And I wanted to, as long as I have you on the line, I want to thank you personally, on behalf of myself and everybody, for being one of the sponsors of the show this year. You know, it's some real crazy, difficult times right now, and you know, mm-hmm. to reach in your pocket and pull out some some dollars and throw them towards our broadcasting license was a very kind thing to do. And I just, I want you to know how much I appreciate it and how much it means to all of us. So thank you. Sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you Uh, next week. We'll speak next week. All right, hon. Thanks. You're welcome. Good night. Bye-bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from uh, if I can control my board here let's go all right let's go ahead and try to grab 
Oh, is it going to let me? 919, are you with me? Yes, Granville in the house. Granville is <gasps> Granville. in the house. How are you, my love? Yes, I'm doing great, daughter. I am doing fine in this morbid times here. It is I've so good my... to hear from you. Wonderful, my dear. Good to hear you, too, my dear. Good to hear you. Good to hear anything in this time. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? When you put it that yes, way, yeah. Yes, it's uh this is the this is the the culmination of 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 things here. The everything is just coming to an end so fast. People passing out of here. Inevitably is upon us, my dear. Indeed. Most definitely so, indeed. Yes, my dear, yes, yes, it is. So tonight I'm gonna to do something that I think is kind of appropriate times and what we've been going through. This one is called Beyond the Grave. The thought of my death is an insult to me. I am above this cannot be my fate. It is beneath me. I would remonstrate the indignity. Divinity does not become this. Rigor mortis and I should never be acquainted. The rigid fool. I am befuddled. For it disturbs me. That I should have an end. Mortality. I am above it. The grave cannot contain me. It's a sham, a force, a transition, a temporary thing, and it shall pass, for we are more than this. We are more than this. Thank you, Naira. Thank you. You are very welcome. I love that piece. Yeah. That's one of my favorites of yours, I think. Yeah, thank you. And and, and it's so appropriate in, in this time. It really is. It really yeah, it's is. It's it is it's appropriate. You know, you know that that is very consistent, you know. <laughs> uh, but but, but 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 guess what? What? Life is even more so. This is true. Life is even more so, my dear. You know, because only the living dies. Remember that only the living dies. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. There's always hope. There's, 
There's always hope, my friend. There's always hope. Because we don't know him. Because none had ever seen the other side of him. You know? And how, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know the other side of him. And this I've learned in life is that when you fear, you know, Things are all things are always not as bad as they seem. Because none has none have returned from the grave to say what it is what it is like beyond the grave. You might just find out that beyond the grave is it was not that bad. You know. You know, yeah. But we don't know. So we, we have this morbid fear of dying. We have this morbid fear of dying just because of the unknown. You know, the beyond the grave is an unknown. None has come back to tell us what it's like beyond the grave. So we just have this morbid fear of dying, but we got to live. Put emphasis on living because dying is certain. And and if since, since dying is certain, all the more reason to live. All the more reason to live. It is. So, keep hope alive, man. It's, keep hope alive. You know? As long as you see the sun. It's only the living praise God, you know. The, the, the dead has no such honor. So, so uh, yes, 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 yes. I had just planned to read one poem tonight. And then I I don't know if we could find something else just as appropriate just as appropriate like that one. But so I I, I could read another one? I, I Please, okay. yes. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me read one. Um I'm gonna try this one. I haven't read it in a long time. But I'm gonna try it. It is called The Watcher. I am the watcher. They think that I do not see, but vigilance becomes me. The vigil is mine to keep. It is my watch. And I watch. And I see. Even when I am not looking, I see. For the vigil whispers their guiltiness betrays them. And they lay beer before me. I see at this observatory post I stand, keeping watch, keeping watch. Fate has led me here. I see. 
the travail of men on their daily march, driven by the scheme of things, their faith lacking, their fears multiplies. There they stand in the valley of division. Tomorrow, the illusion. Tomorrow, I'm having done this. Tomorrow, the illusion. Tomorrow, days goes in tonight. Days goes in tonight. Naila, I'm, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're doing that, no. I, 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 I actually, Naila, I haven't really since this. I hadn't performed a while before this. This debacle, and you know, I haven't performed. Don't tell me I performed since. It's maybe once or twice I've been with you, and I haven't performed this poem in so Long, but it's my bad. I just had to. That's why you see, I told you what's coming on to do one because I know well. My mind, you know, I love the place and I've been doing things. So I said, Well, I could, I could search this poem and I'm, I could remember that one and it's, and it's appropriate. But you talking to you, you want to drag the poetry out of me, <laughs> 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 and it's a beautiful thing. Because I've been, I've been, I've been losing motivation, you know. I've, I've, I've been, I've been losing motivation. I've, I've been writing. I'm always writing, but, but I have to perform. And I need to perform constantly because I have a lot of work. You know, and 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 this COVID nineteen here has been really uh, a bummer, you know. It's been a downer because, you know, people, you know, the uncertainty is upon us and that which we most fear is is here. So we just have to adapt. And like I said, life is beautiful. No matter what, no matter what, you know, the the more it rains, the more you appreciate the sunshine, you know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, the more it rains, the more you appreciate the sunshine, so. Life is always a glorious thing and it's a beautiful thing and it's a blessed thing to see the sun and and you know hope. there's always hope there's always hope and and you know woman woman is full of hope you know I I do a lot of advocating for women because woman woman is full of hope and love and all that is divine that's so. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I can't. Let me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of. of, of okay, you, you know which one I'm gonna do. What? I'm gonna do this one because since, since this is a time of darkness. Let us do this one. Is called uh, the Son of God. Meet the Prince of Darkness. The devil knocks at my door. 
he does so often. Sometimes I let him in. Today is one of those times. It's on. He knows on. He comes in and take a seat. And I do likewise. Then the mind games begin. He stares at me. And I at him. He knows that I know who he is and why I let him in. We fought before, many times before. He is my admirer. He quotes me, tries to woo me, but he knows that I despise him. But he is back. You can't stop the devil from trying. Uh, we can't stop the devil from trying. We fight and fight and fight some more. The battle is brutal. There is no quarter giving. There is none required. For he is what he is. I am that I am. The workers, the carnage. The angels, they cheer for me while his acolytes stand in awe. I am second guessing myself. Why did I let this bastard in? The battle lasts for hours, days, weeks, until finally I put my foot in his behind and send him scurrying. I watch as he disappears from sight, and I know that he will be back. For he is the benighted one, the prince of darkness. He shall be forever at my heels. For when he comes to my house, he sees what most. He sees my sign that reads. The Son of God in training. Thank you very much, Nana. Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 
I butchered that one a little bit, but I don't know if you all noticed. Yeah, probably not. Son of God in training. I love that line. Yeah, son of God in training. Yeah, that, that's what we are lying on, daughter. We are, our, we are our sons and daughters of the most high in training. We are passing this time, learning to be like him, trying to acclimate to his ways. So when we reach by him, we, you know, we're ready. You know, we're ready to settle among the highest high and be, be sons and daughters of the most high. So so when you run into Satan, you have to fight, man. You have to fight because he can't do, he can't do nothing for you. I, you know, at the world deceiver that, greatest deceiver. So you got to fight him, man, because hope springs eternal, my dear. There's always hope. Never give up. Always exactly. Hope. Never give up. Never give up. Exactly. Never. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Exactly. Don't give up. There's always hope. But you live. You know, you live. God live, man. God live. You know, we, you know, we, we, the, the battle is in, is in our favor, you know, the, the battle is in our, our favor, but sometimes we, sometimes, sometimes we don't see it, you know, sometimes we get, it get, it get dreary and we can't sit, and, and we can't sit down for houses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart, do me a favor, please tell everyone how they can find you. Yes, everyone, y'all can find me in Raleigh, North Carolina. Y'all can find me on Facebook, Grandville John Hedrington. Instagram, Grandville John Hedrington. Find me on most, uh, most mediums, uh, social media, Grandville John Hedrington. You can find me on YouTube, too. Look at my, my Facebook. You see my phone number. You want to hire me? Oh, check me out on Amazon. I have books up on Amazon too. And a lot of stuff to do, must I mention. You'll have to catch me here next week with Nyla. I need to get some more of Granville in the house. <laughs> have a blessed evening, people. Have a blessed evening, Nyla. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Yes, yeah, yes, daughter. God bless. God bless. Good night, love. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from code 585. 585, you're on the air. Hey, Doug Curry. How you doing? Hey, Doug. I'm glad you were able to get in. How you doing, sweetheart? Great. I'm great. I, um, wow. Shout out to Granville. Really good to hear him kind of tough to follow because I mean he always comes from a place that's so deep and uh, and spiritual <laughs> uh, it makes almost anything after that seem a little bit frivolous and I really had some stuff that might have been a little frivolous to come with uh, but the last thing that he uh, delivered kind of dovetails with some thought I had although for probably different reasons um, that uh, this evil that we have kind of created and invested um, in invested our, our, our fears and challenges to the, the devil. There's like real evil way beyond that. And it reminded me of a piece that I wrote 
some time ago called Unfathomably Dire, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, mere pranksters in books, created for public titillation to disguise my grotesqueness, to mask my stench, to blunt my jagged edges, to allay my poison, to hold off my assault and shield the world from the bottomless unfathomably dire, cancerously sickening, unmitigated cruelty of my spirit. I move about shrouded in rakish charm. You cannot see through or breathe in the miasma that surrounds me. Be warned. I am pure, evil, and gone. I am pure evil. You know, it doesn't matter. Someone can walk right up to someone and tell them that, but they don't care. They don't believe it. They don't, you know. Well, let, let's that, that line, you know, it's like, like, it's like, I'm telling you the truth. I am pure evil, but. Whoever that speaker is, let's, let's think about something. How many centuries have, been, have people been fighting the, the devil like Don Quixote tilting at windmills? And look where mm-hmm. we are right now. No, it is real, pure, evil. That mm-hmm. is so bottomless that we can't get to it by giving it a name and launching our campaign against it. And listening to Granville, you know, and again, people have their, their different ways of approaching this. Um, and I'm always happy to hear his. By the way, I also really enjoyed uh, Little Gary's craziness. You know, I appreciate a good laugh. <laughs> oh, he's like coming off. The hinge is about to come off, but before before it comes off, let me tell you one more thing. You know? <laughs> so that's unfathomably dire. Uh, I, I want to say hello to I want to say hello to a friend of mine, Lori, who I uh, introduced to the show. And she's a, she's a listener who, uh, at the time of her, and when she's ready, may grace us with a poem or two. And I think she's listening, so hello to her. Um, hello, Lori. Welcome <laughs> to the show, listening. There you go. You're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so so here, here's something for um, some of the women who – who are so unapproachable, sometimes aloof, sometimes disdainful, and they feel good reason because they say, you know, brothers don't know how to speak to you like a lady and don't know how to, with any kind of sensibility, you know, and, uh, you know, what what kind of response should we expect the way we approach women? So that's the, that's the reason we get the kind of response that sometimes that cold shoulder feels like. Um, on the other hand, there's a, a little story about a girl named Troy. Met this chick the other day with my best panache, pizzazz, posted up players' pat. I said, hey, dog, baby, sugar, mama, mommy, ma, shorty. And not a word did she say, not one word. Then I spied her dad, the name tag kind. Hello, Troy. Yeah, that's it. With her best black woman rubberneck roll, she rolled her eyes at me and said, Do I know you? 
<laughs> Do I know you? Are you speaking to me? You know, it reminds me, oh, I'm not going to go into it. I'm just going to tell you a story, but I can't tell you a story because, oh, good Lord, I tell too many stories. <laughs> we like your stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Yeah, well, I'm here every Thursday that I can get here. But other than that, uh, my name is Doug Curry, and I can be found on Facebook under that name. Also can be uh, found under the name of my radio show, which is Pats and Blues, which airs on Friday night from 9 until midnight. Eastern Time, and we're actually continuing to broadcast. We're broadcasting what they call encore presentations, reruns, because we can't get in the studio right now. But we've got enough in the can that we continue to broadcast. Noon, I mean, from uh, 9 to midnight, Friday night, at URUR.org. On Saturday night, Blacks and Blues from 10 to 11 Central Time out of Chicago at WDC. B dot org, and of course I'm found on Facebook. Also, uh, like Lil Gary, I'm on allpoetry dot com. My um, handle there is manchild m a n c h i l l d ninety nine on uh, allpoetry dot com. So one of those places you'll find things I've written and be able to send me a message and you know tell me what you think or share something of yours. I'd be happy either way. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, obviously, I like to be here every time that I can. (laughs) Well, we like having you here every time that you can. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week, honey. Appreciate you so much. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye, hon. All right. It looks like, well, we have 419 on the air, but there, yep, there, this is hand. All right. 419, you're on the air. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm wonderful. It's glad to have, glad to have you. Blah, I've been talking for three hours. Sorry. I am so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do, um, uh, it's one I've done before. Uh, it's probably been a while um, It's called Shadow Boxer It's from my new book Tears from the Hood um, I used to walk through the darkness In the shadow of fear Taunted by the voices ringing in my ear Taunted by the images of my recollection Taunted by the memories Of my disconnection But I made a decision that when life throws me rocks I'll bob, I'll weave And I'll shadow box Left jab, right cross, left hook. Left jab, right cross, left hook. I was talking about Lil' Johnny. Remember when I was growing up in the Court Lawrence? We went to Gunkel, Dukemo College. In the first grade, we fought our way back home through the Brand Woodlocks and Alberta's Brown. We used to catch grasshoppers, shoot marbles, play hopscotch, root the pig, and look for four-leaf clovers. Even though I moved away, we were friends for life. And one day, his life ended. With a bullet to his head. Shadow boxing. Left jab, right cross, left hook. 
Left jab, right cross. I remember when my grandpops told me why he hated my sperm donor. I never called him dead. He said that when I was born, born, sperm donor told him that anything I needed was between him and my mom. He was never a factor in my life. I survived the turmoil of my childhood without him and turned out okay. I get grown and he want to say he's sorry and become a part of my life. Fuck that. All of my anger, he got a dose. I forgave him. When he died, we still weren't close. Shadow boxing. Left jab, right cross. Left hook. Left jab, right cross. Left hook. Had a good friend. Hooked on horse and selling pot. Everything he made was for another shot. Still doing what he could. All of his crimes were committed in our hood. We grew up together. Our bond was strong. But I couldn't kick it with him when he was doing wrong. Still on the TV, he got shot in the back. Now he's in a wheelchair. And I heard doing smack, shadow boxing, left jab, right cross, left hook, left jab, right cross, left hook. Took a look back to from whence I came. Yes, I'm reflecting on this whole life game. When I was 17, I left the game because it was all downhill and I didn't want to hang. Most of my friends have been to jail. I didn't want to live in that kind of hell. Bottom line was I had a choice. I had to listen to the wisdom of my inner voice. They said, you're a boxer and you know how to hit. When life knocks you down, don't take that shit. Jump up swinging and leave no doubt that you ain't about to be taken out. Killing brothers who committed no crimes. Crooked politicians with their shady asses. People looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. I can't live that lie because up in my head, my friend's in a wheelchair and little Johnny's dead. So I've been shadow boxing for all these years. Bobbing and weaving, fighting back tears. Shadow boxing. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Important. I love that one. Thank you. Absolutely love that one. I think I've heard you read it one other time, and I loved it mm-hmm. then too. You're very welcome, so sweetheart. It's so good to hear from you. You have no idea. It's, it's good to be here. It's great to be here. <laughs> Do you going to read? Do you want to yeah. read a second one? You have time. Okay. Uh, all right. This is from the book that I'm working on. Um, the poem is entitled. Um, the book is entitled "Silent Whispers." <clears throat> this poem is entitled "The First Time My Eyes Met." I remember the first time my eyes met. Galactic star beams penetrated into the essence of me. Your smile was warm and soft, like melting chocolate, through me where my blood once flowed. My heart began to skip beats, like notes missing from a love song with no words. The room became a kaleidoscope of ever-changing colors, as I tried to find the words to ask you your name. We started out with small talk, as you began your walk into my head, guiding me to places where only angels tread. And now, you'll become the whole of me the very soul of me. And just in case you don't know it yet, I've loved you since the very first time your eyes met. In poem. Oh, that was beautiful. You're very welcome. That was beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wish, wish Mama was here to hear that one. <laughs> you're, on, you're on a little... <laughs> 
You're on a little groupie party. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor, honey. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay, you can find me on uh, Facebook under Melvin D. Johnson. Uh, you can find me on YouTube um, under Mel Jamar, um, Urban Watch Poetry Who Speaks Truth. And I'm also on All Poetry under Mel Jamar 3. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And we will talk to you next week. I'm sure we're going to try to make it. Perfect. That's that's a, that's all I can wish for. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. We will talk to you then. Thank you so much. And good night. Good night. All right, everybody. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to let you know that I appreciate you all being here, both listeners and readers alike, for making this such an amazing evening. We will be here next week, same time, same place. Love to have you come read and share. Until then, remember to go out, and even with social distancing, it's like, you know, I'm, there's a, a artist a writer, a poet, actually, a prose. She wrote a diary, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure what you'd call it. But um, her name's Opal Whiteley, and she's from Cottage Grove, Oregon. And there's a couple of you. Well, you're not going to look her up. But if you did look her up and you did want to read a book about her, I would like to suggest the book that you read because there's a lot of controversial books written about her. But just someone who's really inspiring for me. And she grew up really close to me. I mean, it's, her whole story takes about an, is from about an hour, hour and a half from where I live. So I'm thinking about maybe taking a trip down there for two days and camping out and kind of walking to the forest where she used to do her writing and stuff. It's very cool. You know, like I said, you have to remember I talked earlier about going out and doing something, something different, something you've never done before, you know. So this is one of those things I've wanted to do for a long time and I haven't done. And so I think I'm going to do it. Walk the trail, Rat Creek and Paradise Hill. See if I can find the log where the fairies hid her crayons for her. Yeah, be kind of cool. Anyway, so. I don't know where that came from, but go out and look life in the face, write about how it tastes, and we'll see you here next week. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) All right. I'm going to close the show, you guys, with an audio track by, uh, let's do, let's do Jamal Robinson. No, let's do Masterpiece Poet. This is Batman. I think this is really cute. All right, you guys, here we go. Talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. In the back alley of my thoughts, he presses my mind against the wall, investigating my vibe, enticing my will and I succumb to his success. His tongue like the ink ball of a pen as he maneuvers his way around my body, printing letters of kisses and euphoric breaths that lead to a cursive rhythm of love. The sunset basks in our shadows as night falls and time only decreases to a timeless silhouette of our souls in its wine, pumping orgasms like water from a fire hydrant. It's a wonderland of emotions, a once-in-a-lifetime conception of pleasure, a wealth unmeasured. I 
Bruce Wayne. Nice closes in. We transition to our superhero states of mind. In a room full of darkness, I can feel his eyes as he moves himself. Sex drive in the Batmobile. Six shifts the dark night rises. I touch the tip, he comes alive. His waist to my mouth, I waste no time. He starts spitting rhymes. I take the mic and deliver one last line. I got him crazy, so he lifts up both my thighs. Kiss on the lips a second time between my hips. I'm fully equipped as he eclipses with my clip. He's speaking tongues, I'm screaming out my lungs. The night is still young. He has a taste for my body, and the craving is intense. Each of us burning with desire of incense only makes the room full of my incense as he pulls himself inside to my invite. I bite from the glide of his pride and stroke his eagle with my Kegel insights while in flight he dives and I cite his name at the height of my passion. He shivers, my legs wide like scissors have me spread out in the sheets like we in Excel as he propels himself to land on the table of my stomach with whips with motion. Back. I feel a cold breeze looking up his back to me. 